Mixtape Ambassadors. Welcome back to episode 15 of the Mixtape Ambassadors. Second episode in season 2 of January 2019. There we go. Season 2 is starting strong this year. So, how you been, Leo, man? What's new? What's, oh. what's, how's your week been? Uh, I don't know. My week's been alright. I've been dealing with a with a toothache, which totally sucks. I've been just pretty much doping myself up with uh, uh, aspirin and whatnot, and then putting yeah. this numbing agent on my tooth. i got to wait till Thursday before I can go down to the dentist and get whatever Oh, you're going on going. Thursday? Yeah. It's doctor's my... appointment on Thursday, too. Yeah. Got to fucking... That's, let's see what time. <laughs> your, is, your, is yours uh, at tooth hurdy? Uh, uh? <laughs> uh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> man. I don't know. Uh, maybe I should make it now for yeah. tooth hurdy, just yeah, because uh, it sucks. But, uh, yeah, no, other than that, man, my week's been pretty good, you know, just uh, hanging out. How's your week been? Uh, pretty uneventful. Worked. Um... Play, I beat Final Fantasy 15 finally. I saw that. I saw that <laughs> posted you posted, it, posted yeah. that on Facebook. That's yeah. fucking... Bu- I, so I, I dropped like 71 hours into that save file so far on the PS4. Oh, oh yeah. shit. But it's it's still cool because even after you beat it, of course, there's stuff. Now I can unlock the extra summons. And I'm assuming that's what I'm going to do in the storyline. But the storyline is it's pretty good. Um you it's 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 interesting there's like a common theme in all the final fantasy games and in this one you're you're trying to meet your bride you know because like your kingdom got destroyed you're meeting your bride spoilers in case anyone cares or anything but um so you go you spend the whole game looking for your soon-to-be wife you know and she's like she's like kind of like um like a like a priestess kind of Okay. And and you're heir to the throne and your kingdom's destroyed and then you're finally you're trying to meet like going back channel, like going back roads, trying to finally get to her. Finally you finally get to her in the game and right as you guys like first see each other And she's like, I'm not that into you. She gets killed. Oh, get the fuck out of yep, here. She gets killed by the, the main bad guy in the game. And, and then you have like, to and then you have to revenge and ISIS you have, you motherfucker. Go back and you kill that guy and everything. But it's really dark though. I mean the whole world pretty much goes to shit. Uh your one of your party members goes blind, so he loses his eyesight. Like it's not like a happy ending like like so, 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 bas- so basically it's a, it's it's where America's headed in twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah, it was a very political take I'm on all bird box. Things, so. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gonna be able to see anything. Yeah. No, it was it was cool though, because now, you know, I I'm just um like fighting all these super powerful enemies now that you beat the game you can go back and you know do other stuff and it's fun though i I like that game i'm gonna probably still play it for a few more weeks try to get it maybe i'll get a platinum trophy you ever gotten a platinum on a ps4 or xbox game no i don't think i have yeah even with all the fifa i mean sometimes there's impossible freaking things you need to do uh yeah even with the fifa man there's like a lot of it is you have to do a lot of online stuff yeah and i hate when the trophies involve an online i'm like dude no i'm like just let me keep playing my career modes doing the ultimate team other shit like i don't want to fuck around with all this Mm -hmm. i don't know i i I, maybe it's just my 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 fragile ego but you know (laughs) i can't i can't be a man in his late 30s getting his ass beat by some 13 year old kid fucking oh man schooling my ass i'm like dude i just can't take that kind of disappointment and i also can't be mature enough Mm. to not talk shit like Uh, there there was that movie that came out (laughs) it was like the early 2000s with vince vaughn and uh 
Jennifer Aniston. Oh yeah, and they're like, like, "What the is your wife look like?" like? He's like, "Well, actually." Yeah, and like he was like, <laughs> like he was like talking shit to this thirteen-year-old kid about Madden. You know, like he was he's, he's like. He's like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, you're a grown man. I'm 13. He's like, yeah, all the more reason you should be whooping my ass. I got a fucking job and bills and responsibility. You got fucking nothing, you little bitch. You know, like, that would be me. Yeah. That was honestly the only part of that movie that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Was just, you know, watching Vince Vaughn just tear apart a fucking child. And that's that's why I don't do online, because mm-hmm. I just don't have the fucking maturity to handle it. Dude, speaking of tearing apart children, I watched that R. Kelly documentary. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Too much? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you didn't do it. You just made a joke about it. No, but for real, though. So this, so there's this this thing. I don't know if anyone's seen it out there. Have you seen it? The R. Kelly? I saw the, um, uh, what do you call it, the commercial or the okay. advertisement for it? Yeah. You, was it on A&E? Or? It was on... Uh, TLC? Really, no, it was on Lifetime. <laughs> I, know. I know. Did you have a box of <laughs> Did you have a box of Kleenex while you watched it? Yeah. Oh, yeah maybe some bonbons. No, <laughs> no I'm just. Um, so so anyway, so it's like a six six part. You know, they're hour long episodes. I started. I recorded all of them, and then I just watched them back to back. And so basically, R. Kelly, since like the early '90s, when he really like broke out, has pretty much been raping like 14 year old girls and shit like that like his entire career and he he's he's so blatant blazing about it it's he does it out in the open it's like he's gone to court uh and the court cases found him you know not innocent but the court was, uh, it was they didn't have enough evidence no one of the court cases uh with the the elusive p tape uh they they said that uh the the police had no reason to search that area for the tape so oh, the case shit. got okay. thrown out, yeah. but it was like clearly him peeing on a girl that was like grossly underage, and the girl and her parents in court said that's not her, and um, but Wait. like her aunt who was working with them that introduced the family was like, dude, that is you, that is you, and that is him, and they were like, no, it's not me, and and it was like, so there was like fuck. a video of her, and she's like, no, that's not me, and yeah, like, and clearly like, they were like. She was like, that was her hairstyle. That's clearly him in the video. And they said that that was in the early days before things were digital. So what they did was the girl... And she, the girl who took the tape is on there. Like, they're interviewing her. And she explains everything. And it got... She gave it to someone. And they made a copy. And then that copy, like... There was black market ones being sold on the street. And it was, like, crazy. And it, and it was, like... Must have been fucking torment for all these people involved. But the thing is, is R. Kelly, like, he keeps doing that. He, he now, like has he's created this like sex cult where these girls are just so like like mentally like destroyed by him to the point where they sit in a dark room and they can't leave for food or go to the bathroom or anything unless they ask him and he has to give them permission and if they don't listen he he beats them and all he does is like make them like have sex threesomes and shit like that all the time and that's all like and these girls like there's like their families like like trying to get the girls back and the girls like i'm not here against my will i'm you know like there were this was recent like last year get the fuck out of here yeah and like the, how has r kelly still got swag like back in the 90s like i can kind of see he and had you know, some they go into that and and um uh, there's a lot of like does uh, he even still have money yeah they're, they're talking to like five or six psychologists that are be, are talking and breaking it down to the point where like when a victim is so emotionally broken that they rely on the, the tormentor or yeah the, the Stockholm syndrome yeah, right there's all the, yeah I think that's might be thrown out in the but it's crazy and so they they're they're going through and they're talking and then they get 
they get this one on tape where the, the mother's trying to find the daughter and she goes to the hotel that she's at and the girl's like, she opens the door and the girl like doesn't say anything, doesn't say anything. And then she calls her mom and was like, meet me at six down front. And her mom's like, okay. And they're filming all of this. And so the mom comes back and the hotel goes, after you left, your daughter called down and said, that's not my mother. Call the police, you know, and they called the police. And when they, her mother came back, they told her this and they said, I have to call the police if you don't leave right now. So the mom went out and called the daughter and the daughter like ran downstairs to get in the mom's car and they took off. Like these girls are being held captive, like against their will, basically. And they're, they're just so like broken down by him that they think nobody will want him and they and they like grow go into detail of everything and why but it's just a huge manipulation it's fucking insane dude and he's still doing it like okay mm-hmm. i'm like i probably shouldn't admit this oh no but i don't understand like do any of these girls that he's doing this did did they all not have dads no, 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 that's not the thing. No, he, no, no. He gets no. them when they're young. No, no, no. I get it. Yeah. Oh, no, no. One girl's dad was like... No, no. See, because, like, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I, look, I, I'll fucking say it right now. I don't have a kid, so yeah. this is all, like, in the court of fucking imagination. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if that's my daughter, I'm like, R. Kelly's not fucking breathing. Yeah. I'm like, I would fucking no, I, murder he's, he's that son got, of a bitch. He's just got people that, oh, who, you know, look who, out who's for Who's he got? Shit. Dude, I'll, uh, he could have the rock... Fucking, you know, Vin Diesel. He can have whoever he wants. I'm like, yeah. But you, the thing you is, have they, my move, daughter? they move around, and 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 those people, they they started making like these like uh, mute R Kelly movement hashtag mute R Kelly. They protested outside of like places that were gonna have a concert, and then they've canceled his concert. He has lost a lot of money. He lost his house. So Good. it's really starting fucking, to, hope... all these artists like Lady Gaga like came out and said, I after this documentary, like I don't want anything to do with them she took off streaming the songs that him and her made together i didn't um, even know they made songs together i didn't either but he's, <laughs> but he's collaborated with a lot of people and all well, a yeah. lot of those artists are starting to condemn him now but the thing is 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 a lot of these people when they're interviewing it was kind of like they they knew it was going on and they just didn't do anything about it that's a big theme throughout it too God damn, man. Yeah. Like, I used to love fucking R. Kelly 12th play, he's got, man. That album got, was the shit. He's got money, and he's got power, and he flexes it, and this is how he chooses to do it. And it's just, it's fucked up. But the thing is, is, so he came out after the the uh, documentary aired and was like, I'm going to sue everyone. John Legend was in there talking. And John Legend was like, fuck you, dude. You rape kids. Like, I'm not going to fucking protect you. Whatever, you know. So, so like, well, good, good for John Legend. Yeah, and there was just a bunch of people, but they also had a lot of psychologists that broke it down psychologically, and it's like, okay, it really kind of paints the picture of the 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 power dynamic that's here, and it's it's interesting, man. It's it's crazy, and it kind of makes you mad because it's still going on. But the thing is, is if he chooses to pursue some sort of legal action against these people for you know defamation, which hurt his sales or whatever. They're going to go back and investigate all this other shit, too, and he's going to be fucked. Because he was he was paying people off left and right to not say anything. He would have them sign non-disclosure. He would make the girls sign contracts before they did anything or make, like, recordings where they were saying, I'm not here against my will, you know, 
he just, he didn't do any of this stuff, and he would film that basically kind of as protection. So in case these girls probably came out, he could be like, "Dude, I have this video of you saying this." But they said it when they were like trapped at his house, and they would have to like they wouldn't be able to leave to go to the bathroom. They'd have to like go to the bathroom in a bucket in the corner of the room, and they'd have to ask if they could go dump it out and like crazy shit, dude. It's fucking insane. The the house he lost, they brought a girl back and. Um, she was like walking through the house like because it was empty and when she goes into this one room she fucking loses her mind and she like runs off like crying but she like she was just like this the crazy horrible worst shit you could ever imagine happened to me in this room i fucking hate this room and all and she like loses it and goes and like it's like i mean i don't blame her you know she's probably fucking traumatized like how do you bounce back from that but then to go back and kind of like visit where it happened you know it's, yeah it's it's crazy though, like. But the the thing is, is it was it was a it was a well done documentary. Looking at it from that perspective, you know, and it's it makes you kind of angry. It invokes that emotion, and and the thing is, is he'll probably get taken down because of this. Like this will probably be the end. Like I can't imagine someone bouncing back from this. But just throughout time, we all knew it. We all knew there was a, a P tape. I knew there was a tape. I didn't know. I don't yeah, know I if mean, I knew that the girl was underage, but supposedly she was 14. Yeah, um, yeah. I knew know? that. Um, and, like, dude, all this Chappelle he, show made he, fun yeah, of I it. know. I know that. And then he married Aaliyah when she was, like, 14 or 15. She was 16 when she died, so, yeah, she had to be, like, 14 or 15. Yeah, yeah. but they, 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 like, forged, they changed her age on the marriage certificate. But I think they were only married for, like, 20 days or something. I don't remember, Because I think her parents were like, what the fuck? And, like... They, she was fucking so talented, dude. Yeah. But she... And so, like... But she was like I'm all super. Hell. I'm all. They should dive into fucking. You know, maybe after like that whole like that. You know, like they weren't allowed to be married oh, and shit. I'm like, maybe he fuck with her plane, man. Yeah. God only knows, dude. This guy sounds like one sick fucking bastard. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, as if peeing on a 14 year old didn't fucking tip the hand. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, like I, if you're willing to do that, you're probably willing to do some other fucked up shit. Yeah, what so, else? I mean, who knows? What else would you not do at that point? I mean, I don't know, but that's mm-hmm. fucking. It's crazy though, but it's, if, it's, if you haven't seen it, man, check it out. It's like I said, it's a six-part um, series. Like, and so. each one's an hour. I'm like, yeah. that's yeah. that's a lot of fucked up shit that this guy's done. And I like, I can't believe it's still going on. Like I said, I didn't know he had that much juice. I thought like mm-hmm. he would have like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Vanilla Ice is like selling houses and shit now. <laughs> and like, I'm sorry, but that's really all the only level of fame I really feel like R. Kelly ever really established. You know, yeah. I mean, what he was in. Sp- <laughs> Space he did Jam. the song for Space Jam, yeah, dude. fucking Disney movie, and here he is fucking peeing on fourteen. You know, I believe I can fly. Yeah, what an asshole. And and a lot of them are saying like he literally believes that. Like he, I remember he saying he, he did that song or Aaliyah with him and Aaliyah did that song. AJ ain't nothing but a number. And they were like, dude, he's doing this out in the open. Like, listen to his lyrics. His lyrics are like. All this like shit. Well, that, dude, like, and think about it. It's like your mind's telling me no, yeah. but my body's yeah. telling me what? What? <laughs> yeah, you I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. grind. Yep. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah. See, we all know it, but the thing is, is this like if you if you separate the art from the artist, yes, okay, he's he's talented musically, and they admit that in the show, but that he used that to his advantage. So he would tell these <sighs> underage girls. Oh, I'll help you with your career. I'll get you set up. You come to the recording studio and all this stuff. And the girls, like, they all went in. There's a theme. They all went in thinking, wow, he's going to help me get into the singing career that I really want. And they did. They sang backup on a lot of his songs and all this stuff. But then they, he also manipulated the shit out of them and fucking tra- trapped them and, you know, all that other stuff that came along with it. But he used that 
you know, because he yeah. was fucking famous. He worked with Michael Jackson, you know? And I'm like, everybody was like, rightfully so, by the way, mm-hmm. trying to take down Harvey Weinstein for all of the abusive sick shit that he did to oh, yeah. fucking starlets to get them into fucking roles mm-hmm. and, you know, but do here, whatever. Here's, here's what happened with that, and they talk about it in this documentary. Oh, okay. So, not necessarily with Wyman, but... They said nobody cared because all of these girls were black. And the the one guy that worked with them said that. And I was just like, oh, wow. I wonder, like, like I, I, I'm not going to make that, you know, assumption. But the, the documentary makes that makes that claim. And so you got to wonder, is does that have something to do with it? And then you, you try to compare it to Weinstein and stuff. These are fucking famous white actresses. So, like, there's a huge... You know, well, not yeah. all of them were white. No, they yeah. weren't. They weren't all. But but, but they here, they weren't all in poverty. You know, whatever. True. In, well, here's the here's the thing. Yeah, you were saying that a lot of like you know like in that the P tape, mm-hmm. like these the, not only the girl but her parents were saying, oh no, that's not her. Yeah. So money was involved, which yeah, leads her, which her, which they say, oh, I wonder if he paid him off, or I wonder if she just wanted to have a regular life, but she and, stayed with him. See, that girl my, was still with him after that. Because my whole thing is, is that, like, as we've been listening to this, like, Aaron been talking about it, like, it harkens me back, other than the fact that, like, this was a six-part documentary where they yeah. had people talking about it, but, uh-huh. like, you know, Michael Jackson was one of my, still is one of my all-time favorite musicians uh-huh. out there, but the amount of kids and parents that he paid off, like... Yeah. It really, if I find it hard in my heart of hearts to believe that Michael Jackson wasn't for the good of a person as he seemed Mm -hmm. and a lot of the good things that he did, Mm -hmm. I still think he was a kitty toucher. I mean, like, there just doesn't, you know, at first I think I kind of talked myself into the fact that, like, you know, he had a fucked up childhood. His Mm -hmm. dad used to beat the shit out of him. Same thing with R. Kelly. you You know what I mean? And, like, so in my head, I was like, oh, well, well, Michael was forced into music at such a young age that mm-hmm. he never had a chance to experience a childhood. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, well, he's hanging out with these kids because he's inside still that little kid. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, if you didn't do anything, like, why are all these payments happening uh-huh. if you didn't do shit? Yeah, you know crazy. what I mean? It just, so, you know, that's, I don't know. It's, 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 it's just sad that... There's this level of depravity, and somebody is, you know, you have, you have that power over people because you're famous and you're doing something that they are trying to get into, and mm-hmm. then you're gonna fucking flip that and be a yeah. fucking scumbag. And that's that's how he like ruined all these girls' lives because some of them just like kind of snapped out of it and left. Well, some, good. A few of them did, and they talk about like, and and there's like a common question of, you know, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? And one girl was like. Oh, you freaking choked me out, and I blacked out, and I came to, and I freaking left, and like you know, other fucked up shit. The one and I'm, see, and that's the other thing that I'm wondering, because like it sounds like he has. It's not just like one girl at a time. It's like no. a fucking harem. Yeah. So when one of these girls would fucking snap out of it and be like fucking deuces and get out, mm. like they would. Did, they would did he have to separated? Did he have to fucking be like, no, man, she's fucking dead. That's why you don't see that no, bitch no more. The because gr- the girls, no, the girls, they weren't allowed to like look at you or talk to you or listen to you or react. They were only allowed to communicate with him. How does he fucking police I, that? Like, dude, what the? This guy is a I fucking know, nutbag, dude. These, but the girls were just so <sighs> broken that they just abided. By I'm kind of like wondering myself, like, 
you know, as fucked up as Kanye West is, he's a Trump supporter. Like, how is R. Kelly and Trump not, like, teaming up right now? You know what I mean? Like, they both seem like they have an affinity to fucking weird, sick shit and, you know, yeah. just being fucking, you know, doing whatever they want because they've got money and power. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Like, a, a six-part I mean, documentary. Ch- check it out if you can, dude. It'll, it's, it's, it's just, uh, I'm know, like, crazy. damn. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to need to make sure I have some, like, pillows or something I can fucking beat the shit out of probably yeah, it's crazy. watching that because that's fucking nuts, man. Um, but yeah, man, let's segue out of that one. Yeah, man. Jesus. Woo. <laughs> Debbie Downer. Yeah, I want one where I probably have that fucking net. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> no, but you know what? It could have been because fucking A, that felt pretty evil. Yeah, so. I need to go take a shower. So, um, after that, let's talk about. So, let's talk about the Royal Rumble. Yes, so we, we talked about it last week, but mm-hmm. there has been some updates. Yep. Um, you're not going to be here. And neither are you. No, because no. Uh, you are going to be in the... Uh, where, are you, where are you going again? Going to Vegas. Oh, shit. And you are gonna... I'm actually going to the Royal Rumble. Nice. It's up in Phoenix. And uh, yeah, when I found out you weren't going to be here and uh, a lot of the other uh, guys that we usually have the party with here mm-hmm. uh, were going to be going to the Rumble, uh, our buddy Josh hit me up yesterday and was like, hey, man, like tickets are like 70 bucks. Like, Are you down? And I'm like, you know what? If Jeff's not going to be here, we're not going to have this party. Like, fuck yeah, let's yeah. go. So, and uh, if I weren't... If I didn't get invited, my, my sister invited me and said she had a free room, so if that weren't the case, I would probably just be going to the Rumble as well with you guys, because it's basically all the guys who we get together every year are pretty much going to go. But I'm wondering, that's the one thing I haven't clarified, is if we're all going to be sitting together. Oh, shit, Because if, right. if we're not, like then maybe I'll just you know mm-hmm. rent it at home or something and watch it, because... You know, I don't want to, like, if I'm going and it's just going to be me next to a bunch of random strangers and then yeah. my buddies are, like, you know, 30 rows or, you know, a couple sections away. But either yeah. way, I, I really want to go because it's going to be fun. It's going to also be at Chase uh, or whatever the fuck it's called now, the baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that dynamic's going to work. Yeah. You know? Because I've, I've gone to... Uh, I've, I've been, only been to them when they're at, like... <laughs> Like skating rinks, like uh, the Shark Tank in San Jose and okay. the yeah. the one the TCC. Yeah, here. I went up to uh, when it was at where the Cardinals played Glendale Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the uh, WrestleMania. Oh shit! Up there. That was probably just insane. It was insane, and it was really cool because uh, I went with my pop. Yeah. And uh, where we got our seats, like there was a wall right next to us, so our row was me and my pop. That's it. We didn't have a bunch of fucking shenanigans, and then there was the walkway row like right next to us, and the bathrooms like right there. Like it was like the sweetest setup. I mean, we were near, near the top of the stadium, but you could fucking see everything. The last one that I went to, um, we, it was not filled up at all. It was here in Tucson, and we kind of just moved and sat wherever we want because there were so many open spots. Oh and shit! They, they, what they do is. It's probably not so much of an issue with a pay-per-view, but for the normal televised ones, they'll try to put the crowd on one side and they'll film from the other side so it looks like the stadium is full, you know? So on the other side was a ton of seats, so we just moved and sat over there and people, like, they were like, whatever, I don't care, like, there's, it's empty, go ahead, do whatever you want. But, you know, they had some parts blocked off, but yeah. well, if, if that's the case with that, then they'll solve that. But like I said, it's a yeah. pay-per-view. It's probably... Oh, yeah. It's going to be fucking nuts. Yeah. I'm like, um, I got to... Well, one of the ones that was in local to Tucson, it was a Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was uh, like six rows back. Yeah. And this was back when uh, Dusty Rhodes' son, uh, Cody Rhodes, was he had this like whole kind of... 
shtick where he was like, you know, he was beautiful and all the WWE universe was a bunch of fucking like fugly like, you know, monkeys. <laughs> so he used to come out with these like lackeys and they would hand out paper bags with like like eyes holes oh, and, a, no and a nose like to the audience. Of, yeah, and be like <laughs> and so I, I still have it. I grabbed oh, like sweet. they they gave like everybody in my area one and I was like, "Oh, fuck, cool." Mm-hmm. I never put it on, but uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I was like, dude, I can't fucking deprive the deprive television of this gorgeous man man I had rocking, you know? But, <laughs> Even out the crowd, yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, like, so I, I'm kind of excited. I'm hoping uh, that I, st- I still don't have my ticket officially yet. Uh, a friend of ours is uh, getting the tickets, and I'm just going to give him the cash. So I am I am looking forward to going to the Rumble. Uh, a little bummed out that we're not going to be having our, uh, our podcast, yeah. you know, uh, like that, but I will uh, definitely... Uh, We'll do an update. Yeah, I'll, I'll take some videos. I'll get some pictures. Uh, you know, depending on where I'm sitting at, I'll probably you'll probably have nosebleed. To, yeah, it'll be nosebleed <laughs> alley. But hey, it's gonna be fun. It'll be you know an event. Um, only thing that's gonna suck is is I was hoping to like totally just get schwasty. Yeah. But uh, if you get a ride up there, yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's gonna happen because no. it looks like uh, the van uh, that everybody's in is full. So I'm gonna have to uh, drive my own shagging wagon. Oh fuck. So. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's, it's still gonna be a good time. Yeah. Um. Uh, the other thing that's going up there. So, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe's doing a Kill Tony up there, I believe. Fuck. Uh, when? Uh, it's, I think it's either the day before or the day of. Oh shit. You should, you should fucking go, dude. <laughs> do a minute, dude. Oh shit, that would be fucking nuts, dude. You should look into that. If you're gonna be up there, dude. If it's if it's not the same day, yeah. uh, you know, like maybe I could go squeeze. Up I doubt it is because he probably he's going up there probably for the Rumble. You know? Really? I'm sure he is. He's a huge wrestling fan. So. Oh fuck! See, I don't yeah. listen to uh, Kill Tony enough to know that. Oh, but... I fucking love that podcast. Oh fucking Tony Hinchcliffe! But um, yeah, uh, it, it was funny too because I was there the Monday after, I believe. Um, they're they're doing a a, a WWE thing here in Tucson. Yeah, and so part of me was like, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah!" But it's raw, or that's the thing that's gonna be so stupid. It's not. No, because raw. Yeah, it's just a fucking show with basically none of the people who are gonna be on Raw. It's a house show. Yeah, because uh, Monday Night Raw is live from Phoenix, also. So like, they're they're doing a whole fucking second string down here to Tucson. They're doing a whole fucking weekend. So Saturday night, I remember hearing about that. Saturday night is like the their their like minor leagues. It's called NXT or whatever. Uh I don't know. I to be honest, like I've I've started watching to in in. uh, preparation yeah. for the rumble like i i recorded like the last couple of smackdowns and raws and uh-huh. i just started like be like wait oh who the fuck is that i don't even yeah. know who that is like hmm. it's because it, it's better when you're watching the rumble if you know the wrestler and you're like okay i like this guy As especially there being a match between two guys you have no idea who either of them well there's are. there's that and plus two like you know you know uh, when the rumble like you know you you, you get the countdown for the next wrestler and mm-hmm. then the music hits and you're like oh cool i know who that is yeah you want to be the guy that knows it as yeah. soon as that first drop hits. Yeah, because I don't want to be the guy who's like, hey, everybody's cheering. Who the fuck's that? Yeah. I don't even know. Who, who is this guy? <laughs> and, and, and then it was funny because I was looking at like who I was going to dress up as. You know, now I don't, you know, I mean, maybe I still <laughs> will. still do it. Ah, fuck it. I probably will. But I was like looking at there's this new wrestler or he's not, he's new to me anyway. His name's Elias. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's got a long man mane and a big bushy beard, so I was like, ah, maybe I'll. The only thing is, is he's got a guitar, and I don't want to fucking hog around a guitar the whole fucking day. No, so you don't want to do that. Fuck that. 
Yeah. But anyway, guys, so yeah, sorry about that. We jumped the gun on that. This is usually what we do every year, but, uh, you know. We'll do a recap, though. Yeah, we'll do a recap. Yeah. You're going to be in fucking Sin City. You're going to have, have to some, tell. Yeah, gonna, we're both going to have some crazy stories to tell, hopefully, because. Ooh, I hope um, so. you got to make some signs, too. And if you get, uh, if you can, like, catch yourself on live TV, be like, there's me. <laughs> <laughs> I, di- I did that when I was on Raw. Oh, like, yeah. Because I was right there, like, where the aisle was uh-huh. and, like, where one of the turnbuckles were. Yeah. Where, like, all the wrestlers would, like, stand up and, like, you know, salute oh, the crowd. Okay. So, like, I'd jump out there and be like, fucking hey, I'm famous. Yeah, it's on TV, bitches. Where's my TV cred, motherfuckers? Yeah, and so so with me uh, going to Vegas, so so my sister calls me. She's like, oh, I got a free room. You want to go to Vegas? And I don't usually on on you know on a whim do stuff at all. <laughs> so I was just like, you know yeah. what, fuck it, because she was like, you know, I want you like my brother Steve, who's been on the podcast. Ah, oh, good old Steve-o. And my sister, she's. You know, like, oh, we could all get together and hang out in Vegas. And I haven't been to Vegas in years, man. I don't remember. I think the last time I went to Vegas, I got married there. So I don't think I've been there since. <laughs> so this will be my triumphant return. You're, you're going to have a much better time this <laughs> yeah. time around. And so, so yeah. And, you know, my sister's like, I had a free room at the Hilton. You and Steve want to come. And then my brother's like, oh, yeah, I'll buy your ticket. And I was like, well, I really don't have a reason not to. So I'm going. So And it's happening the same time. And uh, it's going to be a, a good time. And so I looked up. You know what's going on in Vegas, and you won't fucking believe what's happening at. It's an R. Kelly rain show. No, it's like Gallagher. Close. It's the AVN. So. Oh no fucking way. Yes, yeah, so it's gonna be going um, on at the time. Uh, uh, Mixtape ambassadors, this just in. I am not going to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I am tagging along in Jeff's luggage, and I'm going to the fucking AVNs. Fuck yeah, dude. So uh, for those of you people who have a life and aren't fucking depraved the AVNs <laughs> of the adult video new uh I don't know I don't adult know. video network awards I don't, I don't know. know some shit basically it's porn awards <laughs> yeah there's gonna be a bunch of porn stars in Vegas so yeah you know. yeah uh, you know what though yeah are they really gonna be fucking like hanging out with the common uh, folk probably not. probably not maybe I'll like see a glimpse of an ass cheek through a crowd and then Ooh. I'll have something to talk about on the next oh podcast. dude who knows hey if you can fucking get some pictures with some porn stars while you're there, fucking, <laughs> dude, pose them, and then we're posting them on All the right. fucking website. No, okay, so it doesn't matter if they're gay porn stars, though, right? No, it doesn't okay, matter. Okay, I no, just want to no. make sure. Yeah, no, <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? If you got a guy looking like Magnum P.I. and you yeah. want to take a photo with him, fucking do I, it. I just want the street cred. I don't care. Yeah. I don't know what street cred yeah. is going to come along with that. I'm like, but. Uh, but yeah, no, if I do dress up for the Rumble, which I'm, I'm pretty sure I will, mm-hmm. uh, I'll make sure I take tons of pictures. I'm yeah. hoping to convince Josh and some of these other guys to do that, too. Okay, but cool. Yeah, dude. Who, know, awesome. who knows? Did I dressed up for a Lord of the Rings movie one year when it came out? <laughs> oh, dude, I fucking dressed up for... Um, well, well, wait, first of all, before I continue. Uh, here we go. What did you dress up as from Lord I, of the Rings? I was Frodo. No, you were yeah, not. Dude, so we did, were, you have, did you have hairy feet and everything? <laughs> I, I just have hairy legs. No, so me and, <laughs> the, the Lord of the Rings, I don't even remember which one. It was like the second one or third. It was when I was, it was in like 2000 or something. It was so long ago. Oh, shit. And yeah, and me and all my friends were like, hey, you all want to go watch uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, and then I, someone, probably me, had the idea, let's stop at the dollar store and just buy whatever we can to make ourselves look like characters. So... I don't even think I bought anything. I think I just pulled my pants up, and I think I might have worn a cape. Maybe I got a cape from the dollar store. But they had, like, toy, like, swords and shields, and um, my one friend made a, a tinfoil, like, hat, and he was, he was Arathorn, but he told everyone he was Aragorn. And, like, th- when we got to the theater, I, had, I was working at that movie theater, actually, at the time. I had the day off, but we did that. Oh, and they take one look at me, and they go... What the hell, Jeff? You know. <laughs> so we all. What the hell, Jeff? We all go into the theater and everyone's laughing. We walk, and so we had agreed previously to what to, to do. So as soon as the uh, Lord of the Rings title comes up, which is like you know 
couple minutes into the movie, Lord of the Rings, boom, you know? Yeah. We threw all of our weapons in the air and went, yeah! And the whole fucking theater started busting up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I went, I went to... Uh... I loved uh, Rob Zombie's first film, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, I love that movie. And uh, You know they're making a third one. Yeah, it's called Three from Hell. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's got Diamond Dallas Page is coming back. Nice. Fucking, was uh, he in? Yeah, yeah. Before? he was in uh, Devil's Rejects. He was one of the uh, bounty hunters. Him and Danny Trejo were that team that basically fucked the family up and like beat their ass and shit. I vaguely remember it. Yeah. They were they were hired by the sheriff guy who uh, was trying to get revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Forsyth actually played was the actor who played the sheriff. Uh, it's, it's a beca- fucked up it's, movie. It's because they killed his brother, the guy who they uh, blew his brains out, the sheriff in the first one. Mm-hmm. The the mom does it mm-hmm. when he comes inside and they kill him. That was his brother, so like he's fucking on a fucking, you know, revenge tour. But anyways, that is, that is a satanic evil movie. Yeah. And I used to love Captain Spaulding. Uh, yeah, I went I, I, I went as him as, uh, for Halloween a couple of times <laughs> and uh, for the uh, Devil's Rejects when that came out, mm. I had I was bicking my head at the time. Mm-hmm. I had my friend paint my face just like Captain Spaulding and I wore a fucked up t-shirt and I went to the movie per- uh, the first uh, I don't know the if you opening. could do that nowadays no you can't now yeah. like if you have face paint it's yeah. all because that asshole in fucking yeah, Colorado fucked it up, fucked it up dude, for dude I, I went dressed up as Iron Man one year uh, for, <laughs> at, at uh, Avengers did movie. you really yeah and they told me I had to take my mask off yeah, and like, the you're... guy was like I really like, like it but I have to ask you you know I was like oh it's cool man don't worry you know like, I mean, as I, soon as you got inside you put it right back on yeah it was like the, ma- it was like the one where the face kind of lifts up Oh so, shit! The like, but that was that oh, wasn't shit. enough. So I think I like put it on backwards because it was just like a band around the back. But and it was a, a, an entire suit made out of duct tape. My Iron Man suit. I don't know if you've seen it, but I, I made an entire. Dude, I Iron need Man. to see this, yeah, dude. I have pictures on my Instagram. <laughs> it's oh, it's red and gold, and I drew dude. on it with uh, Sharpie for like you know like bumps and stuff. It's actually pretty sweet. That's fucking talent, bro. Yeah, I dude. Like I, I wore it at uh, Comic Con a few times. Dude, that's baller. You know, I, I I've always wanted to get like completely decked out and go to Comic Con. Yeah. Like even the Tucson one is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Like I saw some really cool ass people though when I went like two I'm so upset I missed two or it three this year. it was like three years ago I went mm-hmm. and uh like there were some people that were like dressed up as the predator and shit. Oh yeah, and like some elaborate dude, shit. Dude, I was like, God damn, like you guys where do you get all these fucking like the money for this kind of shit? Like, you people know, people can make it. They're you know, it's uh, I mean, I clear. Obviously, I made mine. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like the guy who dresses the predator, it, looked, no, yeah. it was movie quality. Yeah, yeah. No, the people have a talent for that. Do you ever watch that uh, show about? Um, it's it's like a, a competition. It's on. Oh, Face Off. Yeah, Face Off. Yeah. Yeah, it's done now. Is I watched it? the very last season uh, of that. It why was, did they stop that? Uh, I think they were just kind of running out of ideas. Yeah, it was like the same people every season too. They were probably like, I don't want. All of them probably said, I don't want to do this anymore. You know. But, yeah, probably. But that really thrust that to like you know, light to really get an idea of that because a lot of those people are like career special effects people. Yeah. But some of them aren't. Some of them are like, I just like doing makeup and they just have that fucking natural gift. But the thing is, is I think you have to know a lot. Like you have to work with resin. You have to understand what paint works with it. You have to know about, oh, for sure. you know, all that stuff. If it, if it were me, I would be like, I feel like I'm creative, but I don't think I can make movie quality you know, faces like that. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be able to mold it, mold it out of clay with my hands. I'm like, dude, I can't fucking draw anything but a <laughs> stick figure, let alone start, you know, handcrafting fucking masks and shit. I think, no. I think, um, yeah, I'm a lot less artistic when it comes to, like, a pen and paper, but if you give me a computer, I think I'm more likely to create something a lot more artistic with that, too. Um, but, hey. You that's... know, it's funny, too, because you were talking about, like, you know, years ago you did the Lord of the Rings and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, you know, ten years ago or more. 
And uh, twenty years. <laughs> twenty. Yeah, I know, dude. I don't even want to start thinking about too much time. But like, so there's this thing on Facebook. I I did mine this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you basically, it's like it's called like the ten years challenge or whatever. Yeah, so you I, take I a, saw that. You take a picture from ten years ago, which I I, I was bouncing at the time. Uh. So I was like the fat Chuck Liddell. I had like the mohawk. I had yeah. fucking slits in my eyebrows. I had the fucking <laughs> you shaved slits in your eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, because of Chuck Liddell. Uh, not because of him, but he, I had my mustache just like him. Like uh, he had like the horseshoe. Yeah. It was it was probably like a mind fuck too thing because people would come in if they wanted to start shit you'd just show up and they go this fucker looks like Chuck Liddell I'm not gonna fuck with him <laughs> I, I just really like Chuck Liddell I was like I it really nice was man. that was really all it was is he was my favorite UFC fighter at the time I fucking love Chuck Liddell yeah. uh, and then now I look like Jesus so the transformation is almost complete mm-hmm. um, but uh, so like ten years ago uh, what were you into oh, uh, like ago. you know I mean is it, is it pretty much like a much of still the same. You know, it was it was like in a transition. I think that was before. Yeah, I wasn't married yet. Uh, I didn't hadn't bought my house, and I think I was, I was probably serving at Buffalo Wild Wings. I was a server there. Worked there for five years. So, um, or maybe like maybe that was when I was still bartending. I think I was still bartending because I'm trying to do the math in my head now. Ten years ago, yeah. Um, I was probably bartending uh, as my first bartending job. And uh, my friend got me a job at it. It was like a bar that was in a hotel. It was, okay. down, it was downtown. It was on, the, the bar is not there anymore. The hotel's still there. It's right there on Alvernon and Speedway. Alvernon. Across from that McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I worked there, and there was like a bar in there. And my buddy got me the job, and it was just super easy. I mean, there, it was really low volume. Uh, we, were, we were like servers as well, too. And I had no experience bartending at all. I remember a lot of times I would just have to look the drink up. You know, I still do that sometimes. Yeah, and uh, over time, like you get better at it. Yeah, you know, and um, then you get, but like in that transitional period when you like don't know what the fuck you're doing, sometimes it's embarrassing. But uh, like I said, it was it was never like jam packed, busy bar craziness. It was like we have three tables, we're slammed, you know. But <laughs> um, it it was cool though because it was very low supervision, so we would just drink all the time, get free food from the cooks. I would tip out the cooks, and I would ask them to like make me a pizza or make me like enchiladas or it was a it was a very cool uh you know menu they had there but um yeah it was it was fun i did that for like a year that was probably me 10 years ago um i i didn't do the facebook challenge like people are doing you know you post two pictures side by side but i'll probably you know try to find something good but because you said it was a 10-year challenge but the first time i saw someone post it they were like, post the first picture on their Facebook and then post your last picture and see how you've changed. And it's, you know, insert self-reflection and all that other shit. Well, but, a lot of it was like, how has age affected you yeah. was what I've been hearing lately. <laughs> I mean, and age I don't, is, is life, you know. It, it totally is. It's and not I'm like, like you're going to be able to post something 10 years ago like, oh, you know. Reminds me of that, <laughs> it reminds me of that uh, Mitch Hedberg bit where he was like, you ever have somebody tell you something so stupid? They'll show you a picture like, hey, man, here's a picture of me. When I was younger. Yeah. Every picture is a picture of you when you're younger. That's true. And he's like, if you showed me a picture, it was like, this is me when I'm older. I'd be like, where the fuck did you get that camera, man? <laughs> you know? Like, like it just, yeah. You know? I mean, age happens to all of us. I, yeah. That's why I did Like, I think I did it just to prove to myself that I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, dude, the, the picture for me 10 years ago, I was fat as shit. Like, uh-huh. I was not, it's not a flattering photo. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, shit happens. 10 years happen, you know. Mm-hmm. I probably look a little older. There's probably a little bit more gray in my beard, but, yeah. you know. I definitely got gray in my beard. I'm like, fuck it. You know, that's what's cool is, like, that's why I keep mine so long mm-hmm. is the longer it is, 
it hides a lot of the grays, but when I like sh- you know shave it down short, they're yeah. fucking everywhere. Uh, you know, and I I feel the same way too. Uh, the longer my beard is, or the I'm sorry, like when it's early, you can really tell. But yep. then yeah, as time goes on, it's harder. And I used to back in the day like cut the the gray hairs because I would be able to do that singularly. Now it's just fucking out of control. Yeah, now they're I everywhere. Just have to embrace it. It's a little salt and pepper. I find I find that um that is not a uh, bad trait though. I think, no, the ladies know. seem to like it, and I'm like, and for me, like you know, I've always tried to come up with a thing because I have a red beard mm. i'm like so there's no salt and pepper in that thing so i was like oh, cinnamon and sugar that's what it is i'm like oh, ladies shit. come over here it's tasty treats hey yo mm-hmm. i was trying to find a sexy song to play for that but that's all I got. <laughs> you know what it's probably pretty fucking accurate uh, no so so yeah um and then um like and then where are you now like you know what i mean not necessarily just in your jobs but like just yeah. kind of like what you know I think what I'm has in, time done to, done to you? I think, I think, uh, <laughs> has it hardened you? Time has um, not necessarily like numbed me to the emotional torment that I would inevitably receive from life's natural occurrences. You know, things right. are going to happen to you in life, and it's like it's just life. You're not going to have a cushy life where everything's super happy and fun. But as life, as time goes on, you're able to um, like manage it better mentally, you know, and and not let certain things kind of destroy you, not worry about certain things, let certain things go, not get so, you know, hung up on on whatever's happening. You kind of just you're you're more apt to go with the flow, and that's kind of how I'm, how I am now, as opposed to ten years ago. I would fucking, you know, scream. You know, if I dropped a glass of milk or something, I don't know. And now I'm just like, eh. you know, yeah. like now you drop the gallon, you're like, fuck it, let I'm that bitch leak out. One. Yeah, but you know, like, and and uh, along down the line with whatever life has to throw your way. So uh, I think I think that's probably um, uh, how I've strengthened over the years. But um, there's still things that get to me and that bother me and stuff, you know, but. Um, yeah, I think I was just, when I was younger, I was just like an emotional fucking roller coaster, as crazy as that sounds, you know, just as, you know, as a person. I think that has a lot to do with it. I think if any, if everybody was being honest with themselves, I think that's just everybody, you know what I mean? Like from like your twenties into like me, you know, and some people, you know, it's happened when they were younger and then, you know, by their twenties they were over it. But I feel like almost everybody at some point in their life was kind of like that. Mm. You know, I mean, I think I'm still kind of like that to a, to a certain extent with certain mm-hmm. things. Uh, but yeah, definitely as time goes by, you know, I don't yeah. know. Like I said, I feel like almost like maybe you said we're numb, uh-huh. maybe like hardened for, mm-hmm. for me personally. You know, sometimes you just like, you know what I mean? Like if you cut yourself, it scars up, yeah. you know, and then that same area is tougher to, you know. Yeah, it, you know, it's just kind of like it happens. You yeah, know? not like I, I try to not be so like numb to things. I try to be able to like manage them mentally in a positive way, which I think is like a lot of people are not conditioned to do that in life. So a lot of people don't know how to manage emotions during you know bad times in their life, and so. Um, so yeah, I think, I think if that trait, like, I don't know, that's, that's, I've always thought like they should teach, like have a class in high school about mental health. Dude. You're going with oh man. <laughs> I was like, I, I was queued up in my yeah. head and as you're talking and I'm like, dude, 
Like, I don't fucking need geometry. Yeah. <laughs> like, unless I'm going to fucking start being an architect or building some shit, fucking yeah. making blueprints, I don't need that shit. Uh-huh. But you know what? Almost everybody needs something on mental health. Oh, yeah. Which dude. was something that I was actually, uh, <clears throat> for those of you yeah, that... Yeah, you had uh, a topic about that, right? Yeah, man. I, uh, I posted it on my uh, personal Facebook. I didn't post it on the uh, Ambassadors one, but it was uh, about um, working in the food service industry, which we both have. Uh, at times, I currently still work in there, um, and it was basically just saying like um, mental health and addiction and alcoholism struggles for people who work in this profession, and um, you know a lot of people when they go out to eat, everybody thinks like, oh, I could do their job, like that shit's so easy, um, and this article was just kind of you know going into how it's not as easy as everybody thinks. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with that. Like, uh, you know, we, we were kind of talking before the podcast, like we've had people who show up to do the job yeah, and they don't, can't and they don't it. make it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's true with every job, but it, I've seen people it's just straight up fucking walk out of a surfer job oh, more than I have any other job I've had. I, I would say the only other job I've had where people just like fucking threw down, threw it down and was like, I'm fucking yeah. done mm-hmm. was, uh, the years I bounced. At, oh, at the at the strip oh, club, like the dancers. No, who? Fucking the bouncers. Like the bouncers would take. Dude, them? there's dude. Like we really? had. A, oh man, I got so many fucking stories. There was a guy who got fired on the first night. Like he asked me, like, because he was watching the door. Because uh-huh. I was always like, that's like your first stage, mm-hmm. you know? Like, okay, you got to learn to work the door. Yeah, you got to get then... punched in the face before you can come inside. <laughs> so. We would, like, the guy's like, hey, man, can you watch my post? And I was like, sure. And he's like, I got to piss. I'll be right back. And he walked out the front door, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's weird. My boss comes out. He's fucking just whips his dick out right off the curb, and is just pissing like a goddamn animal. So, Mm. of course, they fired him right away. I think that was his way of, like, this is how I'm going to get out of here. Okay. Um, (laughs) And, like, I used to, we used to call the uh, the new bouncers forever. We used to call them the FNG. Like, Uh we'd we'd have mics and shit, and so we'd be like, FNG, you got to go fucking, you know, clean the restroom. FNG? FNG, fucking new guy. Uh And, like, you know, guy would be like, hey, my name's, and I'd I'd slap their hand away. I'd be like, dude, when you've made it two months, I'll fucking learn your name. (laughs) I was like, because literally, there's not enough space up here for me to remember the fucking, literally, what do they call those, the revolving door of fucking people who yeah. fucking just can't fucking do it, do this. But, you know, being a being a server and shit is like, you know. Now, see, that's not a job I would go and go, you know, anyone can fucking do your job. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, it's just a different propensity to bullshit. Like, yeah. it was hard for me because I transitioned from bouncing into serving. Two vastly different fucking experiences. It's like a guy, you know, getting out of prison after a couple of years and having to adapt to society. It really fucking is because, like, for me, the thing that a lot of people don't understand is you may be thinking to yourself as you're listening to this, you're like, hey, I always treat my server with, you know, respect, yeah. dignity. Yeah, we're like, not talking to you. No, we're not talking to you. I'm talking about the average asshole who comes in there and talks down to me like I'm fucking nothing. Yeah, treats me like a mentally retarded that you know I have this job. That's a big thing too. Is like, um, uh, I, I think it was in a meme, and it was like if you're on a date with someone, uh, you can learn a lot about them by how they treat the server. Yeah, that's an accurate thing. It's fucking totally accurate. You know, you've I, I've had you know people who 
are out on dates and the guy's just being a total ass bag. Yeah. You know? And then I've had times where I've been waiting and they're on a date and, like, the guy is, like, rolling his eyes as, like, his date is, like, completely dissecting the, the entree and creating her own See, shit. And the guy's <laughs> that, just like, that's how, fuck. Yeah, that's how you could, uh, yeah, tell the person you're going to be with is, like, how they, just how guys, can they fucking order off a menu? I don't know. Guy's just looking. He's like, son of Do a I bitch. I want to deal with this picky ass bitch. He's like... <laughs> Babe, that's not on the menu. She's like, well, they'll make it. And he's just like, okay, so that's what's going to happen the rest of my life. You know, I'm be like, hey, babe, I can't do it. Well, you could make it. Yeah. Fucking do it. What's mm-hmm. your problem? But, uh, you know, a lot of people, what they don't get is like, it's the, you know, when I was a bouncer, people talk shit. I could talk shit back. Yeah. And I could choke them out. Uh-huh. <laughs> That there's Not a, you can't do that as a server. No, <laughs> and I tell you what, if I fucking could, uh-huh. I would drop down my hourly by at least five bucks an hour if they oh, would allow me to fucking do that. <laughs> that's it, five bucks an hour if I could just tell, if I could just literally talk back, if I couldn't even choke anybody out. Yeah, but I could just like when someone's being a raging fucking people. dick. I used to say shit back to customers. Oh. I'm surprised I didn't get fired for a lot. I threw money at people. That uh, didn't dude, hit me. there was tw- <laughs> there was a, there was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these fucking people I go up and I was having a rough day yeah. and this lady was like out on the patio and she was like alright I need water with ice lots of ice extra ice I'm gonna need a bowl full of lemons and a ton of sweetener oh she can make her own lemonade and I, and, and that's exactly <laughs> what I said I was like alright I'll be right back with your ghetto Kool-Aid <laughs> and I walked away and she talked to my manager oh no and I told my manager I was like dude would I ever say something like that? And he's like, didn't sound like you. And I was like, dude, that bitch is crazy, Did they bro. send a different server? <laughs> they did. <laughs> they just gave him a different uh, server. But, like, basically, that's you can only get away with that so many times. And you have to be good at your job enough yeah. for your bosses to tolerate that yeah. shit. You, but, you, you need know, to not give any shit. Yeah. And you'll get away with, like, that once or twice. I once mean, or twice. Yeah. You know, like, you too many that. times, you're fucked. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that's the whole thing that, like, people don't people don't get like i have a bit about it like if you've seen me do comedy where i talk about it where i'm like if you don't think that uh drugs have had a positive influence on anything then don't ever go to a restaurant even if it's fucking mcdonald's because everybody who's been in that fucking chain like we can't wait to get off of work Mm -hmm. to get to go to our support group which as a server bartender is the bar yeah like or somebody's fucking house party. Like, that to me was the most accurate part of the movie Waiting. Like, oh, most of it was all doctored up bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, the part where every night everybody was getting together, getting fucking blackout wasted, having fucking unprotected sex, getting into wild, crazy shenanigans. Like, yeah. that was the most fucking true statement. Putting your dick in a mashed potato. Yeah. Yeah, you know. If I'd have known it was that kind of pot, I'd have stuck my dick in the mashed potatoes. Yep. You know, but it's something that I think that people don't get, and that's why this job isn't for everybody. Like, it's a mental breakdown every single day where people are just. This is the article that you. Yeah. And they were basically talking talking about, about, you know, like Anthony Bourdain last year. Yeah. You know, he took his own life, and mental health is something that, you know, it should be taught in high school. It should be brought up to people because, you know, those coping skills are something that could really help because most of the, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I work like I said. I bounce at a gentleman's uh, at a strip club for mm-hmm. years, and I'm like, I hang out with more depraved people now in the service industry mm-hmm. than I did with yeah. strippers and bouncers. Mm-hmm. Like, we got fucked up and we had our parties, but like the people that I work with now, like they take that shit up a notch. Like, and it's and it's the I feel I feel like at least in my personal experiences, a lot of it is just the constant having to smile while yeah. eating a plate of shit. Uh-huh. 
repeatedly, every day, there's going to be one guest at least, yeah. if not multiple, that just come in and just treat you like you're fucking yeah, your fucking so dog I, shit on their heel. I used to think people, like, I'm like, why would you come out to have a bad time? Because, like, you'd get, you know, you'd get a table right off the bat. You can just tell they're fucking pissed off or upset. And I get it. Like, you know, people got shit going on in their lives. But, you know, if you're having a bad day, you don't have to take it out on your server kind of thing. And and that would happen very commonly. Um, or, or just something out of your control. And they, like, if the kitchen fucks up, it's your fault. If the bar fucks up, it's your fault. You know, like, all this stuff. And you're supposed to catch it. But you get overwhelmed. And, 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 and humans are humans. And they, they make mistakes. And... Um, other people react to those mistakes in different ways. People would be cool or they'd just be the word, you know, I, I want to speak to your manager. So that way, you know, people want free shit. That was also a big thing. So that, you know, you, you have to, you, you, you just kind of, sometimes you would just assume all oh, they want free shit. So, cause like no one could be this much of a miserable asshole, right? No, some people just are. <laughs> so. And I know, and that's, and that's the sad thing to realize. And I think like that, that also plays into the factor is you start to realize how fucking just, Oh, like, shit if there's a job are? that makes you hate people, it is serving, dude. Yeah. You come out of there just hating people. Dude, it hardens you to a level, like I said, where like alcohol seems to be your only relief. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like on my days off, I rarely ever fucking drink unless it's a you know, a podcast where I get fucking blackout drunk. Yeah. Uh you know, or whatever. <laughs> you know. But- well so so okay, so you you mentioned the movie Waiting, which is a great movie about serving. Uh, there's also a sequel, which isn't as good, but I enjoyed it just because I was a server when it came out. Um, so, what character are you in Waiting? Um, in my head? Yeah, in your head. I'm your Monty. Head? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody's Monty. Everybody's the cool guy. <laughs> Dude, I was guy. fucking Monty. Yeah. No, I was, if, if it were me, I was a combination between Monty and that girl who freaks out. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> look, we're the same person because, like, so, so basically how that works is, is that, like, in the Bev station, I'm that bitch. Like, I'm freaking out at these fucking just, you know, ugh, getting crazy. But at the table, I'm totally Monty, and yeah. I can schmooze my way into it. Yeah. I'm like, it's funny because I'll do my accents at tables. Uh-huh. So sometimes I decided I'm going to be British all day. I talk like this to the front of the house, to the back of the house, to my management, everyone. I just talk in an accent. And I find it's really funny mm. because I get away with far more shit. When I talk like this, it's a very I'm like, charming. I can accent. roll, I can roll my eyes, I can fucking just like you know, drop my face down, hands down, like just be show complete and utter disdain for people. And I've actually heard it when I've walked around the corner and I hear people to be like, "Do you think that server was kind of rude?" What a charming. He seemed British he seemed man. kind of an asshole, and then somebody be like, "Nah, he's just British." Dude, that's how I was. I, like, but it wasn't British. It was just like. You know, I would make like subtle comments that were like very like smart ass to the point where like one person would laugh at the table and the other person I didn't know whether how they were gonna take it and I was always like walking that line, you know. But then I'd be like, ah, just kidding, yeah, you got it. And then you hook them up with someone. They're like, oh, this guy's just a a funny smart ass fucking guy, you know, mm-hmm. and give him more money. And that's I mean that's all you really care about as a server. Oh, By the way, yeah. newsflash, people. We just want that tip. We'll take that shit because we want a bigger tip. Or we want a tip at all. Some people, hey, hey, what are your feelings on people who don't tip? Let's go down that road. I honestly hope that you get into a fucking, uh, an accident and your whole your whole family burns up. Isn't that crazy? You wish like the worst possible thing in life oh, on dude. someone who doesn't tip. Oh, I do. I'm right there with you, man. I, I do. Burn I'm like, alive, I'm, I'm like, I look at it like this, dude. If you're going out 
and you're like, fuck, man, like I only got 90 bucks to spend. Well, then don't spend $86 on your fucking bill. Like control that shit and be like, well, this is all I have to spend tonight, so I got to be fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll let the girl that I'm out, because I'm trying to impress her, get whatever the fuck she wants, but I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to get the kids meal because I need to make sure I have enough money left for this tip. If you don't want to tip, guess what? Mm -hmm. Chipotle doesn't make you tip. Yeah. They'll make your burrito right in front of you, hand it to you, and tell you to fucking hit the bricks. They, they want a tip, too, though. They <laughs> do, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, hey, I'm paying with my card. I'm just oh, saying. you can add it. No. <laughs> you know? I'm like, you can go to McDonald's. They don't accept tips. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, take your bitch to Chuck E. Cheese. They're, they're yeah. good. You know what I mean? Like, there's places you can go if you don't want to tip someone. Yeah, and, and I agree with that, and that's a common uh, perspective uh, from servers, you know, but right, then right. what do you have to say to people who go, well, I shouldn't have to tip if I don't want to, because there's a lot of people that have that, yeah. or along the, the line with that, you know, like, well, they don't feel, ob- ob- you know, obligated to have to tip. Yeah. Well, what, what I what I would say to those people is, is I was like, do you like the prices that you pay right now uh-huh. for the food when you go out? Do you like those prices? Yeah. Some of them are still a little bit more expensive, but do you like those prices? Because guess what? If everybody decided that they're not going to tip anymore, you want to change the system, that's great. Well, to get people to put up with the amount of shit that we put up with, mm-hmm. they're going to pay us a pretty a pretty penny because yeah. they're not going to keep people at fucking minimum wage. Server minimum, which like, is actually a couple which is, dollars less. Right. But, I mean, they're going to have to hike it up mm-hmm. to what – you know what I mean? Like they're yeah, not going to pay I, you I 11 bucks they... an hour to put up with the shit that you put up with as a server or bartender. No, and I think it's you not have gonna a happen. lot more people that would just – Walk out. People be like, like, fuck this. I'm not going to. I could go work somewhere else at minimum wage. Right. So you're not going to have that. Uh So then guess what? If the the company that I work for has to pay me what they should pay me, Mm -hmm. guess what? Your burger that was $10, now it's 20 bucks. So guess what? You can have it whichever way you want. As long as I'm getting paid, I'll still do the job. Uh So that's cool. Don't tip. Let everybody not tip. And then when the businesses jack up the prices, I don't want to hear those same people being like, well, my burger's too expensive now. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Well, dude, all we asked for was fucking 15 to 20%. Don't be a cunt when you go out to eat yeah. and fucking move on with your day. Like, literally, shit. And, and that's very possible as to what could happen. It could. Yeah. It could if, if that were a different, you know, alternate. I'm like, and, there's other countries where and, that's that's how it is. And, you know? and and let's and let's just think about this, okay? Every person who's from America that I've talked to who has gone overseas to Europe where tipping is not they, like they get paid mm-hmm. already. Yeah. And every person that I talk to gives me the same story. God, their servers are so fucking rude over there. Yeah, Guess what? <laughs> they don't have to kiss your ass for a fucking, yeah. uh, you know, a minute amount of money. You, you know what's like, probably They're already tr- paid for. Uh-huh. So what they're doing is they're just like, "Guess what? Whether you're happy, unhappy, fucking mad, sad, like a restaurant owner in fucking France isn't going to go, "Oh, an American does not like my fuck you. They don't care." Yeah. So they're going to just, you know, just pr- proceed with how things are. So if you want that, Guess what? Yeah. Remember how your server, when you're feeding them fucking shit, and they're like, okay, I'm so sorry, sir, I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. Watch when I don't have to worry about your tip, how yeah. my fucking face changes, and yeah, you're like... and watch how much effort I put into being a quality server when I get paid the exact same if regardless. all I do is fucking bring you your food and your refills. Yeah. You know? When I don't interact with you, yeah. when I don't make sure that's that I do things. That's part of the experience, things. and that's what—that's usually what drives people's tips up—is the experience. If you can make it better, you know, you can go to the McDonald's over there uh, where they—they they just never talk to you, or you can go to the McDonald's where they're super nice and they say hello. Which one are you going to pick? You can pick the one. You know, they say hello. You know, it's—it's it's the experience. You—you choose the 
positive experience over the negative experience and then that would trickle down the line as far as like you know in this imaginary you know parallel you know that we're traveling down in service industry but yeah it would just be it would negatively impact the perception that you have to going out to eat and the whole industry probably would change based on that and it would just be totally different and i think people enjoy going out to certain places because you know i like going to dave and busters because it's cool and it's fun they seem pretty chill and you know there's all those games and stuff but if if you know you delete all that and it's just a restaurant you know what differentiate you from from another restaurant and exactly so it's just yeah it's 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 so basically know. what i'm saying what i'm really getting down to yeah. like from what i liked to the article and what i think is is that it would be cool if there was like a support group Mm-hmm. That didn't include alcohol and drugs to numb you from the shit that you just dealt with. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Because like as servers and bartenders, like that's what everybody does. Self medication. Everybody gets blackout wasted, and yeah. why? Because we <laughs> hate our lives? No, because we fucking hate having to get shit on by fucking yeah. people who you know. But you know what I did love about the service industry? What did you love? Fucking people that I worked with. Oh, dude, I fucking love like it's funny like the movie Clerks. Mm. I must quote this line at least once a day Do because it. I love a lot of people that I work with. He's mm. like, this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. Oh yeah, I said that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you know. And look, and not all of them. I have some like regulars that come in. I fucking enjoy the shit yeah. out of like serving oh, yeah, them, talking with them, cool and they're cool as fuck. Yeah. And you know what? And like at least once a day, I'll get at least one table who are like the shit. Like mm. so. Uh, last week I had a table where I was doing my British accent. Yeah. And the only reason that I filled them in that I really wasn't British was because uh, the uh, their granddaughter who was there uh, worked at a different restaurant, and I know a bunch of the people she works with, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so I just told her, I was like, hey, like, you know, do you know uh, my friend Edmund? She's like, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know, so finally at the end I was like, look. And Sometimes that's backfired. People are like, you lied to me, and they get all fucking stupid. And I'm like, dude, yeah, well, get over it, you know? You enjoyed the show. Yeah, but these people were like, so this, wait, I love it even more. No, the the people were like, I love it even more that you're not really British because we got like a free show. Uh Uh-huh. While we ate, like, you know, because they were asking me questions about, like, yeah, England like and shit. it's not free and you tip your hat out. <laughs> you know, but they were like, you know, and I was talking to them and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm from Manchester, England. And, you know, I was talking to them about this, that, and the other. I had a, like, fucking whole backstory that I do and whatever. <laughs> and it's it's just it's just fun. It's just good, clean fun. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, yeah good we'll, stuff, man. Yeah. I, I used to do, like, uh, I think I did magic tricks a few times for some of the tables. Um, was it that, that that pulled your thumb apart thing that like every fucking no, dad was, does? It was, it was the, uh, the the salt shaker in a napkin. So you wrap the napkin around the salt salt shaker so it perfectly you know looks like it. So then and then you move the napkin slightly off the table and the salt shaker falls down. So but it still looks like there's a salt shaker underneath this napkin because there's a bump, you know. So then you smash it with your hand and there's nothing there. Whoa, yeah, mind blown. You know, fucking revealing magic tricks. Oh, tricks it would usually only work for kids. The adults didn't seem to care because then they were like, where the fuck's my salt? Where's my salt, bitch? I gotta salt all my food before I take a bite. <laughs> Does that really bother you? <laughs> did we talk about this before? I think we did. <laughs> I, 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 I used to hate when I'd bring no. food to people and they'd salt the shit out of it before they took one bite. You know what it is? I don't think we <laughs> talked about this on the podcast. I think we just talked about this after when we, yeah. were, ta- we were like just yeah, bullshit. And, 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 and I was like, dude, that's me i'm like because i don't care wherever i've ever gone nobody has ever salted my food properly 
Because most restaurants, when you go... How do go, you know? How do I know? Because I've tried it for years, <laughs> okay. and then after time, I was like, yeah. And Because you know what it is, is most restaurants, mm-hmm. not every single one, but just about all of them, they're like, we can't put too much salt, because old people bitch about salt mm-hmm. all the fucking well, time. Well, it's better to not, and then you can add it. Right, know? right. Which is fine. Like That's why for me, I'm like, hey man, I know that... Yeah. like. I love salt, so if okay. I know so they're... if you love salt, that's cool. But for yeah, for me, I'm like, oh, you should taste it first, uh, you know. And like, I always take one bite, and then like without sauce or whatever, without dipping it in ranch. I'll, I, that's just like my thing, and it it it's not the end of the world if I just fucking dig right in to like dipping it in shit or salting it up. It's not. But I I like to um, like, like experience. I like to set a control, as it were, so then I can drift away and I go on a uh, culinary experience as you will I, th- I think as it what it had evolved to was the fact that like I like spicy food oh yeah like pretty much anywhere I go I'm like is this hot and they're like oh it's really hot and I'm but like, everyone's and, and, degree of right heat, you know? no dude that's the question that I get asked at work every day and I let people are like oh, is this dish spicy and I'm like okay if you would like I'll go grab another server and ask them I go, but I do wing challenges and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my philosophy when it comes to hot, if I'm not sweating or crying, it's not hot enough. Yeah, so there was, and, there was like at B-dubs too, there was 20 sauces or whatever. Right. And the, the hottest one, Blazin, I would, that's the number one question I would get. Is the Blazin really that hot all the time? And I, I'm sure eventually I came up with some smart-ass answer that I can't think off the top of my head. Um, but... I would, you know, sometimes, like, oh, yeah, it's hot, or no, it's hot. But, like, and then people, sometimes people order, like, 50, 50 blazing. I go, are you sure you want to do that? Because if it's too hot, well, I can't take 50 wings back and have them split this shit up. So I, I would say, oh, you know, get, like, 10 of this or t- whatever. Yeah, but, do, but, do a couple. But th- what I learned from that is everybody's degree of, like, spicy in their head is different. And there's some people that are like, nope, I can fuck I, the hotter the better. And um, great, but you're you're not that as common as the guy who's like, I love spicy, and they order blaze, and they say, oh no, it's too hot. You yeah. Know? Oh, dude, yeah. So well, it's like I went to a place once. Um, it doesn't exist anymore. It used to be called Long Wongs. It was on a sixth, mm-hmm. uh, kind of near the. Uh, U- Sounds like the, the, an Asian woman with long legs. I uh, know, doesn't it? <laughs> but they used to have like shit, like totally unhealthy food, wings, fucking you know, quarter pound hot, do- foot long hot dogs with like fucking everything on them. Mm-hmm. But whatever, American food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, healthy shit. And uh, but no, I went over there and they they had like these like death wings or something. Oh, and shit. I and I try and like dude, like to me, like it's like <laughs> they just poured jalapeno juice on it. It, dude, it basically wasn't even like a sauce anymore, as it was uh, the consistency of paste. Oh yeah, and I was just like, like okay. dry rub. They put so much pepper. They put so like much shit on it that it yeah. like it was like glue. Like I could have fucking probably yeah. built a wall with it. Yeah. <laughs> hey. But you know, um, so for me, like what it became when I did like for the salt thing, like for me, every time I get something like. Mm-hmm. Like, that I want it to be spicy, like if it's a pasta or something. Even if it's something that isn't originally spicy, dude, I crack open the red pepper shaker. I'm not, like, one of those people who just, like, does like a couple of... You, make eye contact with your server as you're doing it? No, dude, <laughs> I, I undo the fucking thing. Like, I don't even oh, fucking... No. Dude, that's two fucking weeks. I get, like, what, three flakes at a time? I just undo it yeah. and fucking just put, like, a fucking gallon of that shit in there. And uh, then everything I eat is spicy. So, mm-hmm. you know, I burn off all my taste buds. That's what I love about it. Yep. What else you got, Jeff? What do so, we got? So I was thinking of uh, topics to talk about for the podcast, and I was listening to the XM radio station Lithium. 
And lithium. Yeah, lithium. So it's it's like a nineties grunge like station. Oh, I remember that was a, a Nirvana song. Yeah. So so um um basically that got me to thinking like, man, I, I kinda wanna throw out like some nineties bands that I was really into and I like really got into this list. It's like a paragraph long. Oh but, dude, let's let's hear him. But I, I had like I feel like I have a lot of stories to go along with it because I grew up, you know, in the nineties and so that era of music I was really, it really spoke to me, you know, and so I feel like whatever, like, era you grew up in, that music speaks to you from your time, whatever, if you grew up in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, it kind of sticks with you when you're younger, and then once you, like, graduate high school, hitting 20, so on and so forth, you kind of start to just stop, um, really branching out, and you, you gravitate a lot more towards the music that you know when you grew up. And so, like, I, that's, like, my perspective of it. And I think no. everyone might kind of have their own perception on I, that. But I, I think that that's definitely true. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I kind of feel like I have almost, like, three sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I, you know, as I grew up, um, you know, obviously my mom and my uncles and aunts and stuff, they listened to a lot of music from the 70s. So, like, I love a lot yeah. of, like, Creedence and fucking Jimi Hendrix and, mm-hmm. you know... A lot of Pink Floyd. I love Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was born in 1980, and my my cousin was 10 years older than me. So she was like, you know, the 80s was her era. But I always wanted, like, I always, like, looked up to my cousin. Yeah. So whatever she was into, like, I was into. Uh-huh. So, like, if you try to quiz me and stuff or, like, like ask me about a lot of 80s music, like, I fucking love The Smiths. I love Morrissey. Yeah. You know, Bananarama. Like, you know, whatever. Um, like, I like a lot of 80s stuff. Mm-hmm. But then me, you know, when my teenage years hit was the 90s, which is what we're going to talk about, bands in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, like, really speaks to me, too. Yeah. But, like, pretty much after that, like, yeah, a little bit here and there. Like, maybe I'll pull one person here, pull one person there. But, like, mm-hmm. I love the shit that I used to love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of stuck in a time warp, I guess. And, like, when I go see a movie and it's all, like, 90s references or 90s music. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck yeah, I remember yeah. that shit, I remember that shit. Yep. And, like, the same thing, like, I went and saw uh, the new Bumblebee movie. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know I mean? If you like the Transformers movies, it was another Transformers movie. A little less action than most of them. But for me, it took place in the 80s, so I knew every fucking song. Like, the girl in the beginning, she's having breakfast, and she's mm-hmm. eating Mr. T cereal, which I used to fucking uh, eat. It's basically yeah. Captain Crunch shaped like fucking teas, and yeah. had Mr. T on the box. But that. that shit was fucking lit. I loved it. So when I was listening to that station, the first song that was playing when I thought about making a list was uh, Radiohead. Um, you know, Creep? I- Oh, yeah, dude. That's, like, my go-to <laughs> fucking uh, karaoke song, too. For real? Yeah, dude. One time I went, I did karaoke, and I sang Creep. But, but before, as it was starting, I was like, um, this is from the great Tom York, you know, or, or something. <laughs> like. And this girl, like, starts, like, bowing. Like, oh, you know, like, I love where you had whatever. And so I did it, hit that fucking high C, dropped the fucking mic, and, like, the cheers arose from the two people that were there. But um, it was it was great. That's I, I know every song, every uh, word to that song. You know, uh, I was in a '90s cover band that was like our fucking jam that we played, and um, and I, you know, that's like creep. Like is I can think back to fucking freshman year in high school and dating a girl who didn't think you know very highly of herself, and I would listen to music so much, and I would like talk to her on the phone. I'd be like, you know, that song by Radiohead, Creep. 
Uh, it really reminds me of you, not because of the lyrics, but more of because it's a beautiful song and, and all this oh, stuff. Oh, shit. And, like, and I remember Mac thinking Daddy Jeff. she was like, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the song. So I started like relaying the lyrics to her. And she's like, oh, no, I don't want you to think of me like that. And I was like, <laughs> no. no, I don't think of you like that. It's just that the song, um, like it meant a lot to me at the time. And that was my girlfriend at the time. So I wanted to kind of adapt to that. Uh, emotion that feeling and when you're young you don't know how to fucking translate that yeah. so it came off probably as you know she's like you think i'm a depressing <laughs> fucking loser yeah. but yeah so um yeah, babe sorry but yeah I, I fucking love radiohead you know um then okay computer came out uh you know after what pablo was it pablo, pablo honey yeah and um i fucking loved that and i started kind of drifting away from them later on because uh even though it was an artist from my youth that kept coming out with new songs, the songs didn't speak to me in the way that they did when I was younger because I was experiencing life differently. Life, yeah, you know, uh, gaining so much because you're learning, you're, you're you're a sponge, you're taking in all this information, and then you have music to narrate that, and you're not going to get the same you know reaction from a song that didn't necessarily have that attached to it. Maybe you will. They might come out with a song like, holy fuck, that one's way better, you know? But that's probably like one of their, you know, like a, a, t- a top for me when it comes to Radiohead. Yeah, you know? no. I think too, like that's a, that's one of those things that it's really weird. You like a band mm-hmm. and you're kind of stuck in this position where you're like, you know what? You guys really need to keep things fresh and liven it up. And yeah. then they do new shit. People are like, where's the old shit? Yeah, play your old shit. Yeah, fuck you, man. This new <laughs> shit sucks. And yeah. you're like, yeah, man, but we can't fucking just reproduce we, the same fucking album shit. for well, fucking some, 30 some years. Some of them do, though. <laughs> like, Pearl Jam. Yeah, but re-release, you know, but I love, but, Well, they do that, They're on the list, too. So. Oh, dude, I, uh, dude I, they should have made my list. I'm like, I fucking love Pearl Jam. <laughs> Eddie Vedder's the shit, dude. Yeah. And um, then he did what? He did Audio Slave. He did Temple of the Dog. Oh, uh, Temple of the Dog he did. But nope. you're thinking uh, Chris, Chris Cornell, Cornell did ah, fucking Audio Slave. My whole list is just But you know what? This is all no, no, no. No, here we go. We're going to bring it all together because Chris Cornell actually did a song with Temple of the Dog. Mm-hmm. So that's where the fucking Audio Slave came in. You remember yep. Chris Cornell's and it was called uh, I Would Rather Starve Than Eat Your yeah, Hunger Break. Strike. Hunger Strike. Yep. Yes. Boom. There you go. Boom. And fucking face. But when you were talking about karaoke... I'm like, my go-to karaoke song is also from the 90s, but I also used to listen to a shitload of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So do you know the song, The Humpty Dance? Oh, yeah, dude. I've seen you. Fuck. You did that at my house before. You knew every fucking All lyric. right, stop which is the yeah. one. Cause, so I think what I want to do now is I just want to start going out and doing different karaoke songs, uh-huh. but sing it in the voice of Shock G, y'all. Yeah. Like, that would just, <laughs> you know, like, just, like, maybe do some Pearl Jam, you know? Just Remember <laughs> when he was really big on MTV? Like, he, they had oh, commercials. Yeah. He's like, a bigger schnoz, I remember. He yeah. had the big old nose. Yeah, he had the big fake nose. He yeah. had price tags all over his clothes. Yeah, he was... He, they did the... Uh, they uh, they actually... Uh, what was, was the dance? The Humpty Dance. No, it was it was, it was the Humpty Dance, but it was... Uh, the. Uh, it wasn't Chuck D. Who was the guy that did Yo MTV Raps? It was Dr. Dre. And, and Ed Lover. And Ed Lover. The Ed Lover dance. The Ed Lover dance. Yep. And it was to that song. He would do the Humpty Dance. Well, he would do it to that one, but it was a oh, different man. song that he like normally did it to. Like yeah. That was the Ed Lover dance. We're going too far back. We're, we're, that's Wait, 80s. That's 80s. Yo MTV Raps, <laughs> bitches. Yeah. But anyways. All right, what do you got? 
Because um, I got a fucking paragraph. And okay. For me, my uh, my '90s angst and uh, teenage years was yes. filled with Blink 182. I have them on the list. Yeah. Um, I actually like when I saw them at KFMA Day a couple of years ago. Yeah, I know I, I know it wasn't the the full band mm-hmm. uh, because the, you know the one guy went crazy off the deep end and is fucking a huge conspiracy theory. Tom DeLong or was it? Uh, yeah, guy. I think it is Tom. He Blanc. did a podcast. With yeah, with Joe Rogan. Yeah. I've listened to that. He was fucking nuttier than a squirrel see, turd, see, dude. And I listened to it with an open mind, and I was like, man, I think maybe aliens do exist. Now. Oh, I already think aliens exist, yeah. but it was his rationale and explanation yeah, that was, was crazy. It Look, was. It was crazy. I'm not gonna say it wasn't, but it was so crazy that you're like, you know what? This literally could be real. Like, I mean, I'm not saying like he's fucking crazy and he's wrong. I'm just saying. Uh, him being the messenger boy is like, dude, mm. you, you're an ex-punk band guy who is obsessed with this, but maybe it takes a person like that to really uncover something. Because yeah, all these know. other fucking idiots that are like, the guy with the hair, you know, aliens, man. Oh, the <laughs> dude that's on Ancient Aliens? That guy, dude, he's in so many memes and gifts. Well, the thing is, gifts, is that just... guy has no background in anything that would ever qualify him to be making these claims. And, and neither really does Tom DeLonge, besides the fact that he said he's so obsessed with it that he's read, like, every book that is out there on yeah. aliens. Yeah. And, and ma- uh, it's just... I don't, a- think, I don't think he's got that much time. Uh, no, he said on his tour bus that's all he would do. I have also heard that, that that's why he's not in the band anymore, because he was too obsessed with it. Yeah, probably. Everybody's like, dude, you're fucking bumming everybody out. And, and we don't Ro- want to fucking read it. We're, we're not making a new song about fucking aliens, dude. Tom <laughs> Joe, fucking- Joe Rogan asked him, too, he go, do you think people get tired of hearing you talk about aliens? And he's like, no, I, you know, I try not to. <laughs> yeah, look. Hey, man, people get tired of everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, for me, also Offspring. Offspring's on there. Offspring, I remember my, my cousin Don, who was on the podcast. Dude, was, I fucking he, love Don. He got me into Offspring like, so much when we were younger. Oh, man, I listened to that podcast, and I just, like... Mm-hmm. Flashback to like that time where I was just laughing my ass off. Like that was the first podcast I had ever that we ever uh, were drinking on and shit. Uh-huh. Like, we were drinking party. Dude, yep. It was fun, man. Don was Don. Shout out to Don, man. Yeah, he um, so he he got me really into Offspring um, because when we were younger in like ninety six, ninety seven, I don't know. I we all spent the summer uh, at my grandfather's house here in Arizona, and he had like this CD booklet. You know, and it's all like classic alternative 90s. He was really into rock and stuff. And um, so we would just listen. He had like every Offspring album at the time. And we would just freaking jam out and just listen to music. And it was cool. And so Offspring definitely plays, you know, a big part. Because when you have the album, you know, because there's a lot of artists I have on here that I didn't ever really buy the album. I was young, so I had some CDs, you know. But this was before mp3s and burning cds is back when you had to fucking you had to go buy the shit no you had to get that fucking magazine paper out of the the bgm music where they would send you 10 free albums i used to do and, that shit and they would fucking you would order it and they would send it and you're a kid so it's not like you're gonna buy anymore because they would you would have to buy like 10 albums at full price in order to like equate to this but the thing is is all you had to do is fucking rip out that postage paid little card uh cut out from a magazine fill out the one the albums that you wanted man i got fucking uh, Beck, Mellow Gold. I got oh, President of the United Beck. States of America. She's long. I got, She's I got like all you know, uh, Stone Temple Pilots. I got all those. They're, they're on my list. Yeah, Stone so to STP and, for sure. And I remember you'd get those, so then you would listen to the entire album because, again, this was kind of pre-internet. So and this was also when I feel like not every band, not every album, certainly. But I feel like music back then, and you know, I know I sound like an old guy, get off my lawn, kind of thing. But yep. like. I could listen from start to finish a lot of these albums, whereas, like, you know, when I've bought, like, newer shit, 
It's like there's like the the two or three hits on him, and then the rest you're like, this is fucking straight trash. I think it's it's our our um, the accessibility span? to to so many other things. You know, before um, that was a thing when we only had this, we had fucking five CDs. What are you going to listen to? Either the radio or that. You'd listen to your CD all the way through. Now you don't have to. You have a streaming service on your phone. You could pick one of like hundreds of thousands of songs. So you're not you're not obligated to stick to that small You know what? Medium. That's a really good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Um, another real quick. Um, I didn't really actually listen to them in the 90s, but they're from the 90s. And uh, they're one of my most influential bands. Later on, we're going to talk about concerts we've been to. Mm-hmm. And they are definitely on there. I've seen them multiple times. Is Tool. Oh yeah, I put Tool um, on mine too. Maynard James Keenan, fucking, I love Tool. Uh, I love a perfect videos, circle, which obviously came out later. But on, on MTV, remember watching? They're so fucking creepy. Sober. Yeah, the little, the little wooden like uh, the, puppet. The, or yeah, whatever. the little claymation. Yeah. Thing. yeah like, oh fuck! All their videos <laughs> for that shit. Sorry. Yeah. Knuckle bump the, uh, the table there. Yeah. Um, no, Tool is badass, and I would always confuse Tool and Nine Inch Nails when I was younger. I would oh just, well, yeah. You I know, can... they were similar, kind of. Um, and uh, I remember they definitely uh, had the creepy factor. Both yeah, I think that's them. kind of what kind of threw me, you know. And and my only exposure with both those bands, I think, mainly was MTV and radio. But yeah, thing- you remember when MTV used to play? Kids, look if you're if you're out there and you're in your early twenties, you won't know this. MTV used to actually fucking play music yeah. videos. Bands would go out and they would film and record. Mm-hmm. A video, yeah. and they would play that on MTV. And if you made it to MTV, you were the shit. Yeah, and and I mean, it's still a thing, but but now it's what do they YouTube? Pull, you yeah, know, and what do they play those on it? Like like MTV still oh, plays them, have, but it's like MTV Four, and it's mm-hmm. on at like two thirty to I three. I like the MTV Live. Uh, it's just all it is is live concerts. That one's cool. And there's another channel too that does a lot of live concerts. A lot mm-hmm. of them from England and shit. Because oh, uh, yeah. I like you know new band. I love. Uh, that wasn't in the 90s was Coldplay mm-hmm. and uh, watching Jay-Z and Beyonce fucking sing every word to their songs was pretty fucking legit yeah I thought that was cool um, I also had um, Smashing Pumpkins oh yeah dude they're so Smashing they're Pumpkins they're new man. shit dude like that's one of those things too where you're talking about like yeah like back in the day like it was a time and it spoke to me like early Smashing Pumpkins uh, Melancholy like, and the Infinite and Sadness. Sadness that one and uh, a, um, Siamese Dream was really yeah, good. Siamese Dream, I think, came out before that. Yeah, that was the one that had Disarm, yep. uh, Today, yep. and, Mayonnaise. And that was probably my first introduction to them, was hearing those songs on the radio. But my friend had the Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. It was a two-CD set. Yeah, the double it was, CD. It was the moon, and one was red and one was blue. And um, you would listen. I remember uh, Bullet with Butterfly Wings was on, I think, the first one. And I think Tonight Tonight was on the second one. Yep. But that music video for Tonight Tonight... It was uh, a recreation of an old black and white movie. I can't think of the name of it, but it was it was very like artistic, and I think they won like uh, award, some awards on the MTV Video Music Awards because they that was also a that big was a it was a, really, it was a really big video yeah. then. Um, and then, um, and I've liked every iteration of the band, which keeps changing lead singers. Which one? Rage Against the Machine. Oh yeah, I love Rage. Um, but I do also. I loved Audio Slave. Evil I thought Empire. they were good. Uh, oh, Evil Empire was a sweet album. I was like, but my favorite is just the original Rage Against the Machine. Know your enemy, mm-hmm. killing in the name of. 
you know, like just you know, anthems. You know, with, uh, with Rage Against the Machine, um, they were really big when I was in like seventh and eighth grade. And that was the first grades where we started going to like school dances. They'd have the DJ come and we'd pay like $3 to go. And it was in the little lunch area. They moved all the tables and it was cool. And they would play, you know, fucking all the songs that were popular in the 90s. But the one thing that we would always go up and request was Rage Against the Machine, People of the Sun. There was this guy that uh, he lived like a couple blocks down. His name was Evan. And he would always come to me and go, hey, Jeff. Let's request a rock song and start mosh pitting, you know? So we would do that every fucking dance. And what they what would happen is we'd start moshing. A couple of our friends would just be like... Because I was, like, really into the grunge. I had long hair. You know, I wore... You had long hair? I did, dude. I braided it and everything. Dude, no fucking way. I gotta find the picture. Dude, <laughs> I need to see the photographic yeah. evidence of Yes, I had long hair that went down to my chin, pretty much. And so we would always request People of the Sun... And fucking mosh, and the, the DJ would turn the song off, go, oh, no moshing, no smash dancing, we're not gonna play, the, we're not gonna continue the song. But the thing, and then they'd stop and they'd go on and whatever. But the thing is, is we fucking did that every single dance, and it was almost like, you guys know what we're gonna do. But yeah, it was always Rage Against the Machine, too. And that's like a big part of the memory of that, too. Plus, I fucking, I loved, you know, um, all, all, they had a bunch of, you know, hits back then. They had, you know, but people of a sudden, they had, uh, Bulls on Parade. Bulls on Parade was probably one of their more famous ones, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's... And, and then they did an album where they, like, did, like, rock covers of, like, hip-hop songs and stuff like that, or, like, older songs. That was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, okay, so, yeah, I had them on the list as well, too, and uh, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna go flip it back to Weezer. Weezer oh, was, dude. It's fucking huge, dude. The Blue Album? Yeah. That, that, that was my eighth grade, I mm-hmm. think. And I used to love, like, the sweater song is, would, is what everybody knows. Uh-huh. Uh, but I used to love uh, in the garage where I feel safe, like because I was mm-hmm. kind of an outcast kid, you know. Yeah. And like, yeah, Weezer was great. They did a when they did like um, uh, SNL, I believe it was. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rivers Cuomo. He he had like a broken leg, so he didn't. Want, he still wanted to perform. Uh, I think it was SNL, and so he wore like really baggy pants, and they propped him up, so it looked like he didn't have a cast on his leg. And, um, and they played, like, I think in their agreement was that the band wasn't going to get crazy because he couldn't do anything or something. There's, like, a story to go along with it if you look it up, but it's kind of interesting. But that's, I mean, like, you would see them do these live performances on, like, Late Night or SNL or MTV, and you're like, man, and fucking Weezer was, like, a, always there, too, doing the, you know, like, the, the what, the, the beach houses and shit like that. You know, yeah. they'd have hip-hop, but they'd also have, like, other other bands like you know be like Weezer, fucking No Doubt. No Doubt's another big one. I know you fucking loved No Doubt, dude. I still have a fucking huge crush <laughs> on Gwen Stefani. Oh man, hell from, yeah, dude. from back then, dude. Like, dude, dude I dated oh. a girl who was like obsessed with Gwen Stefani. Looked like her, fucking dude. Looked like her. Yeah. Well, I mean, dressed like her, did everything she possibly Ooh. could to look like her. And Fuck if, yeah. If you were to like go back in time and go, okay, you're obsessed with. Gwen Stefani. Hey, hey, Jeff. Yeah, I'm gonna need some pic- some pictures of her. Okay, I'm <laughs> not to sound yeah. like a total creeper, but yeah, no, her, let's her check name, that out. Her name her name was Amanda. I'm just gonna start li- listing all old flings. No, that's a horrible <laughs> idea. But um, ah, fuck it. Yeah, but no. Funny uh, <laughs> thing with me and that girl is like we fucking hated each other. I don't know how we ended up dating. Dude, you know what's fucking hysterical <laughs> is like so like lately I've been hearing that song. Um, oh God. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't even know what fucking R and B singing is, but I, do I, I don't know much. 
but I know I love you. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was on that, like, buy this two CD yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. Like, Yo, that shit. But, like, that <laughs> song, I've been hearing it in, like, advertisements, but, like, I've been making, like, a fucking remix in my head, and, mm-hmm. like, that would be perfect for you and that girl. I was like, I don't know much, but I know I loathe you, <laughs> and that may be all I need to know. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of, I don't know, I've, I've had a couple of fucking women that I've dated are just downright loathed them. I hated them. And you know, um, but I don't an, know. another, um, we somehow made it work. <laughs> or didn't. Someone who did a, uh, an early collab with uh, Gwen Stefani was uh, Sublime. Did you listen to Sublime? Remember I love Sublime. They did a collab with her? Yeah, she sang, uh, was it Red? I think it was a song called Red. But it's, it's pretty cool. Scarlet Begonias? Did she maybe jump on that song? No, Red? That, yeah. I never. I don't think I've ever heard it. I'm not sure. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna type it in right now. Yeah. Fucking let um, me know, dude. I, I. I. honestly didn't know that. Let me see. But um. Yeah. So. So. But Sublime. Did you? I love. Well. Okay. So here's the thing. Back in the day, I loved Sublime until I had a roommate that I lived with in my mid twenties, early twenties, who literally would play fucking Sublime nonstop for fucking days. <laughs> And now yeah. I have to go like years in between listening to Sublime. So if I like if you played me some Sublime right now, I'd be like, Okay, I got my fill for like two years. So and then don't <laughs> fucking bring up Sublime to me for another two years because my buddy just fucking ruined the shit out of those the, out of out of that band. I loved them back then, but dude, he fucking ruined it. And I love Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Dude, Black Hole Sun. Oh yeah. Oh, Chris dude. Cornell. Chris Cornell. I saw him live. Did you see him when he came to town? I never did, man. Mm-hmm. That was one of those, like, you know, we're talking about all these 90s people, and, like, man, so many lead singers from the bands that I loved are dead. Cheesy mozzarella. Oh, I got an ad. Ooh, cheesy <laughs> mozzarella. Yeah, cheesy mozzarella. I don't want to fucking advertise that. Oh, they're, they're ruffles. But anyways, so this is a song that uh, Gwen Stefani did um, with Sublime. I'm going to fast forward a little bit, because they're, like, talking on stage and shit like that, but... Saul Red is the name. Quinn Stefani was hot back then. <laughs> dude, it still is. Dude. Certifiable dude, fucking dude, smoke show. But yeah, you never heard this song? No, but I but I'm, I could fucking jam out to it. Yeah, it was it was it was really good, but um. Um, I, I don't know if that was on their first album or if that wasn't on their album. I don't that know. might have just been something they did maybe when they were both on tour together uh, somewhere. Yeah, it was, it was a live performance. You know, album. back when tours were fucking awesome. And now you got like some fucking schmoo opening for somebody and like... Dude, uh, my, my first concert was in the 90s. I think it was in 98. It was Camp KOME. It was at uh, Mountain View. They had a huge like amphitheater. That's where I saw um, Ozzy at OzFest in 2001 too. But... Um, I saw a bunch of badass '90s bands. I saw, um, uh, uh, who, who, oh, Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray, <laughs> fucking headlined that, and and um, and Smash Mouth. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, I know. I Not know. fucking Smash but Mouth. They, 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 okay. Smash Mouth actually headlined the main stage, and on the second stage where I was, I saw, um, oh shit, I'm trying to like, what was that? Super, a uh, real big fish. Oh, I had a brain fart. Real big fish, man. Did you like them back then? No. Dude, I did. But that was because of my sister. My sister was really into it. No, Scott dude, look. Then, but... hey, you don't have to, you don't have to uh, classify it. Yeah, dude, I just, I, dude, I'm still, you dude, know. Dude, bro. <laughs> dude, bro. I, used, I still fucking love me some Twisted Sister from the 80s, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and they were just a bunch of dudes that dressed up like women and fucking sang really shitty music. But, dude, it's still fucking, I still love it. Definitely. Definitely. But yeah, you know, I saw them and then, uh, 
who else you got? Let's flip it over. Well, yeah. you know, we were talking about this before. Is is uh, before the podcast started was Nirvana. Like, yeah, Nirvana. dude, literally, like if you told me one band that just was the '90s to me, it was Nirvana. Yeah, totally. I'm like, dude, they and then how fucking I don't think people realize like is because Kurt Cobain was he he's the front man and mm-hmm. the front man gets all of the fucking credit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but can we just stop for a second? And realize that, oh yeah, the drummer, yeah, you guys remember the drummer, Dave Grohl, mm-hmm. yeah, he was in Nirvana as the drummer, and then he went on to form fucking Foo Fighters, yeah, Foo which Fighters big too. fucking murdered, yep. they're still awesome, and then, you know what, he was like, you know what, I want to join up with some dudes, and fucking, on the first album, Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, and he drummed for them. He drummed for them. He's in their music video. Dude, it's the shit. And a band that's, uh, that's big today, they're called Ghost, it's a metal band. That dress up, uh, the everybody in the band wears like a mask so you can't see who they are. Mm. They're uh, the nameless ghouls, and then through each album, the lead singer becomes a different, like he wears a different like prosthetic mm-hmm. and stuff, and has a different appearance, and he's called Papa Emirates. And uh, Dave Grohl is the reason that they're big in America. They were having trouble because of the religious sect kind of in this country because they basically are like the anti-pope. Mm-hmm. They sing about Satan and you know all kinds of shit because I guess the religious, uh, they oppress them over where they're from. They're from like Finland. And so like this is their way to strike out like fuck the system kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they tore and like they call them... Uh, to their clergy and like they it's like a like they have fucking stained glass windows on stage and shit and it's totally like you're going to mass but it's a satanic mass and dave grohl was responsible for bringing them fucking over here and getting them as big as they were so nirvana um let's just ask it you think courtney did it i don't think she had the balls to do it herself Uh but i think she totally paid somebody we're talking about courtney love who hole was also uh, yeah, I, I was like never, Hole. I was never really big into Hole. Well, well, there's, there's like a conspiracy that Courtney Love had something to do with Kurt Cobain's uh-huh. death. You know, a lot of people yeah. think she did it. There's a documentary called yes. Soaked in Bleach. It's on Netflix. I've seen that. Um, a lot of stuff really doesn't align with her not doing it. A lot of stuff really kind of points to the fact that I she had something to do with it. She didn't have nothing to do with it. I think the main thing that got me was as somebody I never shot heroin but I did use heroin for about two years yeah um this year actually in September will be 10 years clean and sober cool. off of that and I know how debilitating heroin is mm-hmm. <laughs> and not just like from the addiction standpoint but when you are fucked up on heroin yeah like the nodding off and whatnot. There's no fucking way with the amount of heroin that was found in his system mm-hmm. that he did that okay. and then put a gun in his mouth and pulled it with his off hand. Uh, <laughs> like, okay. um, it would have been hard enough if he was right-handed and he did that shit while fucking fucked up on that much heroin. Enough uh, that, like, what they said in the documentary anyway is enough. Uh, it's like three times or a hundred times. I don't remember what the, the, the multiplication was, but it was an insane amount that would have killed fucking anybody, just the heroin. Mm-hmm. So like, so he was like, you know what? I'm going to take enough heroin that would definitely help me overdose, but I'm also going to put a shotgun in my offhand and kill myself. I yeah, doubt it. And, and there's other things too, like um, yeah, Courtney Love hired like a private detective to try to like find him, quote unquote. But mm-hmm. it was it was really shady, some of the details and... What, how she was going about it, and they interviewed the the private detective, and he was like, 
you know, I've never in all my years, like, seen a person do this. And when I did, they were the guilty one. And if you watch it, it goes into more details. I'm forgetting some of the minor details. But an, uh, also, um, just another piece of information that's just interesting about it is uh, Kurt Cobain was in rehab. He left rehab. They went and did the... Uh, the MTV, the live, the acoustic. The unplugged. The unplugged. And then, like, days later, he was dead. So it was a very short amount of time that that all happened. And it was just, I didn't realize that all that had happened in, you know, the span of, like, a week or two or whatever short time it was when I was younger. And then when I was older, I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. Like, you know, you, you listen to that, and a lot of people, you know, would argue that that's one of the best, you know, MTV unplugged ever. I would you know? definitely. Like every song on that is, like, a hit, you know? Yeah. Everything and, was I mean, fucking. He, he made a couple of people famous because he did, some of those songs were covers, and that was the only time that they ever performed. It was on that unplugged. Oh fuck yeah! So yeah, yeah, it's kind of kind of crazy, but um, yeah, man. Let me let me see what. Okay, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh dude, see, look, I get like I've I almost wanted to end a relationship because a girl told me she didn't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they go back to like when I was 80. young, like they go yeah. back to the late eighties. Yeah, so like, they were there the entire time. Some of these bands are and, like late nineties, and a lot of people don't know like the. Like they're probably they're one of their most famous famous songs uh, was under the bridge. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that song's about heroin. Oh yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. but a lot of people don't. And but in I'm the like, song, he's he's saying he's he's saying like L.A. He loves L.A., but he's talking about heroin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, and they're still kicking out hits though. They're, I fucking still them love and, it. Them I, and Foo Fighters, I think, are still fucking putting out songs, and I'll hear it, and I'm like, okay, this is just as good as the shit they did in the in the '90s, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and blood, then, sh- bl- blood sugar sex magic was a fucking masterful yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's it's interesting to see how they've evolved through the years. Yeah, like Anthony Kiedis shut his you know uh, cut his hair all short and has freaking you know eighty stash and all this stuff. That's kind of and Flea. Yeah, still looks like Flea. Just <laughs> fucking, uh, uh, but now he looks like a billion years old. Like Do you remember they were in a movie uh, with uh, what's his name, fucking Tiger Blood. Um, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, yeah. They were in a movie where he, uh, what I don't know what it's called, but he like kidnapped a lady and was driving with her, and they were like, we're gonna stop him and all this stuff. They played rednecks, Anthony Kiedis and Flea, and they were like, uh, they were both in uh, fucking uh, Point Break. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. And they and I think they've been out. in another. Uh, oh, what was it? They oh. played fucking meth dealers. Yeah, that was a fucking stretch. Flea was in. Um, <laughs> he was in uh, Son-in-Law. With um, uh, yeah, with a uh, fucking Shore. yeah, uh, he was chilling the, with the Weasel. He, he was the guy that gave the girl the tattoo. And oh he's like, shit! Look at you, you freaked out, man. And he's like, you got a point. And that's fucking Flea. Dude. Like that small part in that movie. I fucking love. I love Paul <laughs> Shore. And Flea is a badass bass player. Oh, yeah, he's really good. He's dude. really good. Yeah, but better be for fucking playing for so long. But he's actually really good. Um, what else you got on this list? Okay, so. Uh, so I saw at, going back to that concert. I saw Local H, and I remember I caught a fucking cassette. They did um, "Down on the Floor" or, uh, down, or "Born to Be Down." You know that song? Mm. Born to be down. I, I might. I'm, I'm sure if you played it, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay." So I, I saw them. I saw Fiona Apple. Oh 
god, dude, she's a fucking smoke show. She was hot back then. I don't. She hasn't really aged well. Plus, remember when she fucking like freaked out on the on the accepting the award at the I think it was the MTV Music Awards. Yeah. She um, was like, "This world is bullshit, and you're bigger than this world." And like, people are like, "What the fuck is she talking about?" She's probably fucked up. I don't know. But she was hot. Yeah. <sighs> fucking Fiona Apple. Then she went crazy and. Uh, hey, I don't care. Alanis Morissette. I like my. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start talking about the, all the female. Ooh, like, Alanis Morissette. Like I fucking Alanis hated Morissette? her. I don't dude. care, man. I fucking. Like, I wanted. I, list, to, I had that album. I listened to the like, whole. Like I'll t- like I'll tell you what, dude. I love the movie Dogma, mm-hmm. and the only part of that movie that fucking just chaps my ass every time I see it is when it's she's fucking God. God yeah. I'm like, ew. And yeah. I'm like, it has nothing to do with that she's a female. It's just that I fucking think she sucks. I really honestly don't understand why everybody thought she was like fucking so awesome. Oh, uh, okay. So so the thing with Alanis Morissette is... Dave uh, Coulier. Yeah, Dave Coulier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you ought to know, a lot of people think that that song's about him and some of the shit that she says in it. You know, like I thought it was. Theater. It's not? He he's denied it, and I well, think she's of course denied he, it. Of course, he's gonna deny it. He I doesn't want to. At the time, they were dating, so it matched up. He doesn't want to be like, she never blew me in a theater. Yeah. Cut it out. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! And then um, cranberries, they were great. Okay, the cranberries were the shit. Yeah, they were huge back then too. They were really big. Uh, I think we we talked about STP. I mentioned presidents of the United States. Pearl of Jam. We oh Pearl Jam. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I yeah. know we briefly talked about them, but Pearl mm-hmm. Jam, dude, like that movie or that that movie, psh, that fucking band was uh-huh. just so fucking. Eddie Vedder kind of went crazy though, didn't he? Uh, I mean, I think he's back now because the uh-huh. Cubs won the World Series. I mean, when you root for a team that hasn't won something in a hundred plus years, I mean, uh-huh. dude, like I'm losing my shit because the Lions have never played a fucking Super Bowl, but. Um, and we all got our fucking demons, Eddie. Like, fucking yeah, pull your shit real. together. I got Live. They were big. Oh, dude, I love Throwing Copper. That album was the shit. Uh-huh. What was that one video they did? It was Freak. And they were all, like, drinking milk. And it was, like, really fucking weird. Freak? Yeah. Hmm. Would you call me Freak? Oh, yeah, that was from a later album, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was, like, Throwing Copper. That was, I alone. Yeah, yeah, that was before. Yeah. yeah. Freak came out, I think, on their, their next album. Um, I don't know if we, I think we talked about Green Day. They were huge. No, we didn't, but no. fucking Green Day? Yeah. Dookie. Oh, that is a band that I've always wanted to see, but that's one of those bands that I don't think aged well. Oh, no, really? And, and you know what it is? As is once they started doing like um, Boulevard of Broken Dreams and like mm-hmm. shit like that, and that, that fucking stupid song that was for every graduation when it came out. What the fuck? Time of your life. Oh, time of your, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Never in my life, in life have I fucking went from a band who was talking about fucking masturbation <laughs> and being a basket case yeah. and fucking just, just, just rocking the fuck out going to being such fucking frilly little bitches. Ugh. Look, yeah. man, I understand like you can't maybe be a punk your whole fucking life. But then stop making tunes, man. Or stop fucking... Don't, call yourself something else. Call yourself fucking Blue Day. You see when... Uh, uh, was it? Um, Billy Joe uh, freaked out when he, they were at like um, the fucking iHeartRadio music fest. And he, he stopped the song. He's like, look, they say we have one minute left. Fuck this. And he just starts fucking breaking all the equipment. And everyone's like booing him. They're like, he's fucking... You know, he's like, we're, we're bigger than this. Because they had a timer of when they needed to stop playing. And I look, guess he didn't like anymore, that. anymore, you're not bigger than fucking anything, homie. I mean, yeah. So, and that was that was probably within the last you know, couple of years or whatever. But, um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. I loved Green Day, though. Basket Case. Oh, yeah. Like, this, that whole fucking Longview, that whole mm-hmm. fucking album was the shit. Dookie. Did you listen to Oasis? Dude. 
I love British shit, Anyways, dude. Here's I love Wonderwall. fucking yeah, Wonderwall. Dude, you kidding me, dude? Fucking Wonderwall. Yeah. That whole album, fucking that Morning whole, yeah, Glory. Yeah, that was another one. Yeah, Morning Glory, dude. Mm-hmm. Fucking start that's to finish. That's the story. Morning Glory. Yeah, that's an album I would listen to from beginning to end. Yeah. And a lot of those songs, I knew every word. I think I still do, but um, we won't challenge me on that. Um, Ooh, or will we? The, the other thing I got is, do you remember Nada Surf? Nada Surf. Okay, now if you held my feet to the fire and was like, what's a song? I can't tell you one, but I remember the name. So I remember they were a band and they existed yeah. in that time frame. <laughs> they only had one song. Okay. <laughs> um, that kind of reminds me of... What was it? Not a surf. Popular. Remember that song? Uh, like, again, okay, if, so, if you played so, it, I would look, be like, yeah. Here, I'll just, I'll just... So this is off the top of my head. Uh, don't put off breaking off when you know you want to. Prolonging the situation only makes it worse. Tell him honestly, simply, kindly, but firm. Don't make a big production. Don't make up an elaborate story. This will help you avoid a big tear-jerking scene. If you want to date other people, say so. Be prepared for the blood to feel hurt and rejected. Even if you've gone together for only a short time and haven't been too serious, there's still a feeling of rejection when someone says she prefers the company of others to your exclusive company. But if you're honest and direct and avoid making a flowery and emotional speech when you break the news, the boy will respect you for your frankness and honesty. He'll appreciate the kind of straightforward manner in which you told him your decision. Unless he's a real jerk or a crybaby, you'll remain friends. Remember that shit? <laughs> I don't, but Jesus, that, when did this turn into oh, like a fuck. dark poetry hour? Yeah, that dude, shit that, was like, Those are the lyrics, That dude. hit me in the feelers right there. I'm like, garbage. Like, that's garbage. Oh, yeah, dude. dude I fucked Shirley, Shirley Manson. Shirley. Oh, yep. I still got a big fucking boner for that mm-hmm. chick. Mm. You know, our buddy Josh got a picture with her. They came and did like a like a like a. And she was probably like, oh, "Could you fucking get your hand off my?" Uh, she's Scottish, isn't she? She's like, "Please get your hand off my ass, you fucking prick." Yeah, she. And Josh is like, "No, this is." Cool. They did like a like an intimate like 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 a rooftop like performance downtown, and he went. And I think I don't know if like we had the opportunity to go, but either way, he went, and we were all just like, "I fucking hate you" because you got a picture with her, which is fucking cool. Dude, you know? she's so but, hot. Yeah, still is, and that was that was a couple years ago. She's still hot, dude. Dude, I don't care. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's one of those crushes, dude. It's like I don't care how uh, how old Brooke Shields gets. That was like mm-hmm. my first like lady crush. So nice. I'm like, dude, Brooke Shields is still fucking tip tops for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So that's, uh, fuck, you know, that's, that's we, my list, we did. <laughs> we mostly did rock. I'm like real fast. I'm not gonna get into stories or anything like that. But uh, hip hop that hit me back when in the '90s because I I love hip hop. Uh, yeah. Anything Ice Cube did was the fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really big into uh, Notorious B.I.G. Still am. Wu Tang Clan. Uh, I heard they're not anything to fuck with. Up with the, up from the thirty six chambers is one of the best fucking albums of any genre yeah. out there, mm-hmm. start to finish. Really, the shit. Uh, and and you you are correct in assuming. Then you may have heard that Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, <laughs> and that is the truth. Um, real fast, dude. Concerts. First concert you ever went to, you already talked about. What's yeah. the best concert you've ever so been to? So the best one I still stick by was at Ozfest in like 01, 02, something like that. Um, I saw uh, Rob Zombie at Ozfest, and he like, was he put on a kick-ass show. That's when he had like all the horror movies, like Wolfman, Invisible Man. He had all those backdrops in his show. Um, you know, he, they were performing, and he was kicking ass, and I was like way in the fucking back in the in the grass, you know. And in Mountain View, it's like a, it's like a, it's kind of like the one in Phoenix. Uh, they keep changing the name. It was like Maxi Pad fucking um, Stadium, something last time. The douchebag. It was like the Ashley Furniture Pavilion or something. Yeah, yeah um, they keep changing it. And so it's very similar to that where there's like seating there, and, and then there's the lawn. Yeah, all the lawn. And so 
um, he was performing, and there was, like, everyone was on their feet, and there was two people in the very front row sitting down, and he's, like, in between songs, he goes, look at these two fuckers, they're the only two people sitting down this whole place, and he's, like, boo them, we all booed him, and then, like, um, they were showing him on the big screen and stuff, and then his, like, bass player or something had, like, blood in his, in his guitar, and he was, like, spitting it out, and so he was, like, he can go spit it on all these, on these two people, and they fucking took off, and then he fucking runs to the back, all the way to the back of the seated section, Pulls a guy and fucking brings him and sits him in that front seat. And he's like, this guy is an old school fucking Rob Zombie t-shirt. He's earned these seats more than those people. Because those people took off. And everyone was just fucking losing their mind. Because it was just fucking awesome, dude. And it seems kind of cool. I'm yeah. like, I think like when I was in when I was in my teens, I'd probably been like, fuck yeah, Rob. That's how you do that shit. But then... As a you know, as an old ass man who I don't get in mosh pits anymore. I'm fucking no, too no, old for that shit. No, there was no mosh pit. Okay, but still, like that kind of thing. Like yeah. for me, like, hey, guess what, mm. asshole? How much <laughs> do you make a year? Guess yeah. what? I fucking paid two hundred and fifty dollars for these fucking front row seats. I'll sit down. I'll yeah. fucking flip you off the entire concert. Hey, Eat rock, shit, that's bitch. Rock and roll, man. Eat shit, bitch. <laughs> fucking sing your songs and dance, monkey, dance. So, anyways, yeah. I thought that was that. That was it for me. Dude, I saw System gnarly. of a Down there too. They were badass. That was the first God. time I was really. I saw System. To I saw System of a Down twice. Oh no, shit. First time I saw them was at a KFMA day, and they fucking tore down the house. Yeah, they were the shit. Then the next time I saw them was at, I believe, an OzFest or some such metal show such as an OzFest. Mm-hmm. Might have been the Rockstars of Mayhem Tour or whatever it is. And uh, it was just before they were they announced they were breaking up. Mm-hmm. And I've never left a concert early. I left a couple of songs in because Surge was fucking phoning it in. Oh, yeah. Like, he was walking around and saying, I don't think you trust. Like, he had no fucking emotion, no fucking nothing. And I was like, you know what? I came to this concert to see you guys, and you were putting in zero fucking effort. Maybe that's why they broke up. And he's like, wake up. Yep, grab a Like, he just fucking looked like he could give a shit. So I I dipped. Um, My favorite concert was actually my very first concert I ever went to. It was just before I left Detroit to move here. I saw Michael Jackson... Hmm. The Bad Tour. Okay. Smooth Criminal, I'm Bad. He played all of this shit from when he was in the Jackson 5. That shit, like, now, hmm. like, I listen to that, I'm like, oh, that shit's the jam. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, nah, fucking, you know, I want Thriller, I want Beat It. Like, <laughs> where's fucking Billy Jean? This is some fucking crock of shit, you know? Uh. But, um, like, that was a fucking show. He probably had, I would say, somewhere upwards between 30 to 50 costume changes oh, in, in his concert. And it was a fucking just great time. Um, and then the last concert that I've gone to was last year. I went and saw the Australian Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. Was that here in town? Yeah, uh, over at the Fox Theater. Nice. Yeah. I was like, light was, show and all that? Uh, they didn't do a light show, but they had, uh, like, um, on the uh, behind them, they had like a, a uh, it's like a like circle. The or... Yeah, the screen, but it's just like a circle and stuff. And it was cool because, like, uh, you know, um, Obviously, if you've listened to Pink Floyd, like they they had some stuff that was kind of political, mm-hmm. and it was funny because they kind of updated it for 2018, and they would like flash pictures of like war and different shit, and then Trump's picture would be put in there and oh, stuff. Yeah. 
And which and I'm this surprised. Was a cover band doing this? Yeah, oh. yeah. They actually, uh, they there's now two cover bands that they, that used to be one. It was the British, they, they, the Brit. They're called Brit Floyd, mm. and then the Australian Pink Floyd. They were all one big band, and like mm. I guess they just like spliced off. So <laughs> I actually saw both of them last year. They both played at the Fox Theater within like oh, nice. a couple of months. But um, yeah, they have actually played at uh, Roger Waters' birthday and shit. Like they play his music because they sound really close hmm. to them, and it's really really good time. Cool. What was the last concert you went to? The last one I went to, I'm trying to think. Um, fuck, it's been a while. Uh, it might have been. Oh, I think it was. It was like an '80s cover band night at the Rialto. Okay. And I saw like uh, the, this got this band did like the Cure. They did. Oh, you band went to that. Billy Idol, yeah. Was and that then, was that fucking cool? It was These fucking guys. cool, man. Because the guy who was Billy Idol, like we were just like hanging out with him afterwards and just talking to him. And um, did he talk like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. And he had the accent he, and kept he was up also the character all day. He was in another band that was performing there too. That was like a super group band where they were all different, uh, you know, eighties, like you know, um, artists. But yeah, he was. Uh, the, oh, and then who was the other guy? Uh, David Bowie. We, we were talking to that guy. The guy did David Bowie. He, he looked like him, talked like him. I think he actually was from Europe, but um, the guy from the guy who was Billy Idol was like from L.A. Or something. <laughs> so, so he had a fake one like me, too. Yeah. That's cool. No, but it, that was probably, yeah, I think that was the last freaking concert I went to. That was a while ago. I need to go to another one. Yeah, we should fucking go together and then fucking talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, kind there's, of uh, what is there? Kill Me or, or not Kill Me, fucking um, uh, Cafe Mayday? Yeah. Uh, that one's coming up, isn't it? I think. It's like asking Alexandria. I don't even fucking... I don't know, man. It's... Dude, no. I who, feel like I'm old. Who is it? Some, <laughs> no, my boss was just telling me, fuck, I'm going to have to ask him. Uh, huh. He was telling me that somebody was uh, coming to play here. Uh-huh. And like it was another one of those bands where it was like a guilty pleasure. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you're like, ah. And I was like, wait a minute. They're fucking teaming up and they're coming here. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking going. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking should, going. We should go to just yeah. like uh, Smashing Pumpkins. I don't know if they came yet, but I know no, they were... I know they did. It was in December. Oh, uh, was it? Okay? Yeah, because I remember I wanted to go yeah. until I saw like the, the cheapest seats were like fucking 80 bucks. Yeah, at the Rialto? No. Yeah, I'm like, dude, dude eat it. The Rialto, dick. if you guys don't don't know if you've never been there it's like a small like amphitheater kind of not even in really an amphitheater there's a top row and a bottom row but it's all standing room and it's like a slope down to the stage so like standing with your feet arched or like pointed down at an angle and trying to stay straight for like two hours while getting bumped around you walk out of that place your fucking ankles are killing you your feet are killing you it's rough it's rough when you're old man <laughs> we're old dude no i'm seriously like i like when i go to concerts anymore i used to be like how close can i get yeah now i'm like dude I want lawn seats. Mm-hmm. I want to chill in the back, and I want to listen and fuck enjoy the the concert, man. Like, I saw I, I saw Girl Talk at the Rialto. Girl Talk. He's like a mashup. Not a, yeah, he's like a mashup DJ. He's really good. Huh? Yeah, really good. I've seen him twice. It was a huge fucking party at the Rialto. The second time I saw him in Phoenix, it was not. I didn't feel the party, but I, it it was kind of the same show, but mm-hmm. it was just a different venue. So it was weird how and it was. I wasn't with all my friends. Like here, it was like we went with like. Uh, Josh and David and like so it was like oh those fuckers then, yeah are, that's a that, that's a party starter right there yeah I'm so going in July Adam was there. June or July uh, I'm gonna go to see uh, Ozzy and Megadeth who mm. I've never I've seen, seen Megadeth I've, I've seen never both of them, I've yeah. never seen either of them uh-huh. so uh, I already got my tickets though uh, I'm going with a friend uh, we're gonna go check that shit out nice. so I'm I'm pumped up for that but it's just like so far away mm. <laughs> I'm like God yeah, damn. I know. 
I got to get a fix in there. I, did they? Speaking of concerts, I'm like they announced the lineup for Coachella this year. Yeah, I saw that. You know what, man? Like I feel like Coachella back when it first started, like uh, you would look at the lineup and it was just fucking littered with talent. Yeah. Like you were just like, oh my god, how did they fucking possibly like get this many sh- you know fucking cool bands together? Yeah. And like now, and like when I went, uh, it was a two day. Now it's three days, and I feel like it's just. I, the, like I like I literally I think there's like maybe like three bands out of the like three hundred that are performing that I was like all right that'd be cool yeah so I pulled up I pulled it up right here Coachella we could talk about that so so Childish Gambino is uh, the headliner on Friday um, I used to like him mm-hmm. um, I don't think I know any of his songs um, like I saw him at the Rialto actually uh-huh. uh, and he had a uh, walking boot on because he broke his leg and he was uh-huh. still jumping up and down on it like a fucking madman and uh, Donald Glover was also on that TV show Community which I really liked yeah. um, I liked I liked Childish Gambino you know when he was funny. Oh yeah. Um, you know he's trying. He does stand up too, now, right? Yeah, and, he's and like, like and, and now he's getting like political and shit. You know, mm-hmm. like he was like, because he's a nerdy black dude, so yeah. he was like, I'm the only black rapper who, or I'm the only white rapper who's allowed to say the n word. Oh. Use it till <laughs> it's maxed out. Put it on my black card. Like you know, he used to like have like catchy like shit like that. I actually went to that concert with Josh and mm-hmm. and uh, Adam. Yeah. So and then I'm trying to see what else on Friday because like the. They have like thirty different bands or something in there. Right, and then and you don't know fucking no, any of them. I'm like I'm like Diplo, Janelle Monet. Yeah, who the I, fuck is that? I know. Um, like who are the other big ones though? That yeah, are okay, so on the second day it's the headliners Tame Impala. Never even heard of Don't them. even know who the don't fuck. Don't even that know. Is. Apex Twin though is Kid Cudi. Nah. Uh, Bass Neck. It looks like a bunch of DJs, Wiz Khalifa. Uh, uh, Wiz is alright. Yeah. But sometimes you see like a like a special guest. Yeah, like Idris Elba. Is that that one black guy from... Yeah, uh, but that? he's not... He doesn't do music. <laughs> That's got to be a fucking fan, you know? So, so the third... No, the third day, it's uh, Ariana Grande is headlining. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, truth be told, hot as fuck. Um, don't like her music. I, yeah, I don't... Not it, at all. I'm like... It's kind of like like the, the people that they get um, to do it is not like a huge, like, you know... Like, sensation, a huge hit. I don't know. I mean, some of them are, but it's there's kind of like a um, what like a community that really is into this type of music, and I feel like it's a way for them to push like like lesser known or lesser you know. I went less popular. I want to see is two thousand four, two thousand five, mm-hmm. and the. Uh, <clears throat> Is that when Daft Punk was there? <laughs> no, they that's actually like, they actually like, were there there that year. Every year they're like, is Daft Punk headlining? <laughs> but they weren't headlining. They played in the rave tent. Oh yeah. Um, the headliners were Tool. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, Duran. I got to see fucking Duran Duran. Yeah. Fucking eighties. Love that shit. Uh, Madonna was there that year. I didn't mm. see her because uh, she was Damn. playing. Um, yeah, the same you gotta time. like pick which one you. Yeah, see. the same time Massive Attack was playing. And uh, Massive Attack was playing just before Tool, because Tool closed out uh, Coachella. Okay. And so I knew that a lot of people weren't really going to be into Massive Attack, so I knew that that area would clear out. Okay. So I was about five rows from the the front yeah. during Tool, but this uh, friend of mine that was there, she was freaking out because there was 10,000 people in one big crowd watching oh, Tool. Shit. It just moving as one, you were getting pushed around and everything. Man, so like, you're not stopping. That. She was fucking freaking out. Like, so in she, that way? So, yeah, she was oh, like okay. having a freak out. So I was like, me and some other people were kind of trying to like, you know, 
push away a little bit yeah. so we could crowd surf her to the front and get her out of there. Okay. Well, as that happened, some dude fucking sucker punched me and punched me in the face and knocked my glasses off. I couldn't find my glasses. Oh, this was back. My phone died. And we were supposed to, after that show, meet up at the car because I, I came with some people because mm-hmm. it's in California. And they were supposed to... Um, you know, we were supposed to meet at the car, so I had to find my way back to the car off of hopeful, like memory <laughs> and fucking just a blur. Um, oh, but uh, I got Gnarls Barkley. Like I got to see Gnarls Barkley. Yeah. Um, like the uh, the uh, uh, the yeah yeah yeahs were there. Like there oh, was, yeah yeah dude. There, there was there was some there was some really cool fucking bands there, man. But it was it was cooler back then. I don't know. Now I feel like it's just becomes it's a way for like uh, like famous people to like. Wear nothing. <laughs> that and it's, it's evolved to this thing. Yeah, like I don't know. It just used to and be like, like Burning Man and like oh, dude, Burning Man. I still want to go to. I hear that's fucking intense, but mm-hmm. I don't want to see a bunch of old fucking ball bags and shit. I was a bunch yeah. of old hippies that just ride around bicycles naked and shit. That sounds creepy. Yeah. I don't know why those guys still fucking do that shit, but yeah. And uh, <laughs> so speaking of uh, ball bags, you had a, a script that you were working oh, yes. on, right? I, we, I had we, mentioned we, it. Uh, to you, pre, uh, before the last podcast, we didn't get to it, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm writing a, a, I've always wanted to write for like a comedy sitcom, so I just started writing a script, and um, the concept of the script uh, comes from how it was actually conceived, was uh, me mentioning it, you know, to uh, my brother and my cousin, uh, Don, who we had as guests, and uh, I was, I was, because t- we have like a group chat we talked to, and and I had, you know, I'm, I think I had mentioned it, and then they kind of just motivated me, like, well, you should do it. And then one of them came up with the idea of um, passing it back and forth to each other. So, so That's I, right. I started it. So I started, um, you know, you can open up a Word document with uh, in a specific format, and I, I opened it in a script format, which is actually like a screenplay. So there's a specific way that you write a script and all that good stuff. One page per minute. All that. I, I looked up all, you know, the stuff that how to write a script because I didn't just want to start writing shit. I mean, that's one way to go about it, but I was trying to do it the right way. So, um, I have the three characters, which are me, my brother and my cousin, and, and we're conceiving the idea of, of, of coming up with a script and there's a, and it's just seen one. Um, and then, you know, and I have all the details written down and, uh, I think it's funny because I was trying to write, you know, a few jokes in there, um, and stuff and, and trying to conceive it as like a like a comedy sitcom you know adding in laugh tracks and and stuff like that and and a specific way specific way to like film it and direct it and I had all that kind of in mind when I was writing it to try to make the jokes land a lot better mm-hmm. and um, so I started I started it up and um, I'm pretty happy with it and I think I'm gonna pass it on uh, to one of the other guys now and and we're gonna just pass it back and forth and see what we come up with and i told him you know you can you can change it if you want and you can add to it or you can do nothing or you you know feedback or whatever and um and we'll see what what it comes up to you know but uh yeah it's i hope that it's um I don't know. I, the best case scenario, it becomes something. Worst case, it's just a cool project to do. You know? I think that's fucking awesome, man. It sounds really cool, man. And like I said, you know, Steve and Don are both fucking. They're funny guys. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where this where this evolves and where it, where where it lands and takes off to, man. Yeah. I mean, so. hell, a lot of people don't know that uh, the workaholics. You remember that show? Yeah. Those were, guys, they, they start they started as YouTube yeah. dudes. They had uh, one of my favorite uh, bits that they filmed was uh, it was called "You Have a Drinking Problem." Mm-hmm. But it wasn't how you'd normally think somebody has a drinking problem. They were just like, dude, every time like we drink, 
it's like a party. Mm. And so, like, you'd see people that, like, every time they would drink, it would be all fucking live and, like, fun party songs. <laughs> and then every time their buddy would drink, it would be, like, Sarah McLaughlin music and shit and, like, yeah. just all sad kind of stuff. And they're like, see, man? And they kept knocking cups out of and they're like, you're fucking bumming everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw one that, uh, the, the guy with the long hair. Yeah, he, I forget his name. He but did a, something. I don't know if it was recent or what, but it was just posted online that I saw. And it was, he's like, I'm doing an impression of a guy who dropped something and you're trying to give it back to him. So he's like, excuse me, you dropped this. Hey, 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 you. And he starts running and it's on a treadmill. So he's running super fast. He's like, hey, you dropped this. And then he falls and slides back and gets thrown <laughs> off the treadmill. And then he goes, hey, man, you dropped this. And then like, that was the end of the bit. And I was oh, like, that's Jesus. just fucking hilarious. Those fucking guys, man. Yeah. But yeah, so, so we'll see. I'll keep you, uh, keep you guys posted and see how on the, uh. The progress of the script. Don't have a name for it yet, but yeah, hey man. Well, that's it's awesome. Dude. I'm glad that you're working on that. Yeah. Um. So January 29th, I'll be at the Mint mm-hmm. uh, with a bunch of other talented try comics. Return. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna get get a show in there, and then uh, next week I'm gonna try to uh, head out to uh, Cafe Passe on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what time the open mic starts, but uh, I will uh, get into that. Uh, check it out. It's on there. There's all kinds of information about Cafe Passe open mic on Facebook. Um, but I need to get back at comedy. I've been chomping at the bit. I had a couple of weeks off. I've been uh, working on some new material. Hmm. Uh, and then I've also been uh, working out some stuff. Um, February 1st at the screening room, mm-hmm. uh, I will be uh, involved in the roast battle. I found out uh, during Selection Sunday last week mm-hmm. uh, after the podcast that I will be uh, in the first round going against uh, a, a very, very funny, talented comic who's won competitions here in Tucson before. His name's Monty Benjamin. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep all the bullets in my holster for now. I will be attending. I want to uh, see this. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll see. I mean, uh, there's a lot of great uh, comics that are gonna be on the roster. Uh, some uh, the past champion last time, Charles Ludwig. He's on the other side of the bracket. So uh, for me to meet him, I would have to go through a lot of other tough comics. But we'll see how it turns out. I've never done a roast battle before, so this is something new for me. Yeah. Um, you know, the jokes I write are you know about my life experiences and observations and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. Not necessarily going after somebody. So uh, we'll see what kind of fire I can concoct and yeah. and hopefully uh hopefully move on to the second round and uh you know we'll see how things go but I, i'm amped up for it i'm gonna try it out and uh see how it goes beautiful and yeah and um well uh, next week we will have another podcast but the week following will be the week of the vegas slash royal rumble yeah so, so i don't know we'll uh see what our schedules look like but if yeah. uh, i don't know when you're leaving for vegas but if we can somehow uh, get our time schedules to uh, work up maybe we'll do an earlier in the week podcast yeah and then uh you know we'll upload it uh, after you get back or Definitely, what have you yeah, we'll, we can do we'll, we'll figure it out cool but yeah so so we'll be back next week uh so uh look forward to that and uh yeah we're gonna and uh I was going to get with you, see if we could do it a little bit earlier, because uh, next Sunday is uh, the uh, fantasy football party, oh, which I'm shit. the champ at, so I definitely have to be there, and it's going to be at my house, so you're definitely invited, Jeff. Come oh, down. Yeah, we're going to have there. We're going to have some delicious, tasty food and whatnot. It's going to be on Sunday? Yeah. yeah. It's, we always do it. Uh, our fantasy championship, like uh, get-together, whatever, is always during the uh, AFC-NFC championship weeks, which is uh, the winners of those games is how we get to who do, goes to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So that's when we hold it, hold it every year. Sometimes oh. it's at my house, sometimes it's it at, was uh, like, it was that's house. where you came yeah last yeah, year okay yeah yeah, yeah when homero time. uh who i actually yeah, beat in the finals everyone. surprised everybody i don't know I don't, I don't know if he's gonna surprise everybody this year yeah, that'd be cool second man. place on the podcast yeah, that, so. dude, i hope so yeah 
Yeah, we could even do that too. We can bring the stuff up and uh, bring it over to the party if you yeah, want. Yeah, do I'm down with that. We too. can uh, we can do our podcast yeah. and then like also do like a little extra like side, uh, oh, cool, man. like behind the scenes. Stay thing tuned after. for that, guys. That's going to be exciting for me and you. Um, <laughs> so cool, man. We'll we'll head it out. We'll leave it there and then uh, have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week with another lovely episode of Mixtape Ambassadors. Mixtape Ambassadors.